Yeah. So I got my boat tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. It's the Kid XAB. It's your man, Distinguished the God. And this is episode 107. This is definitely episode 107, brother. We are here. Uh, we out here really uh, being uh, consistent kings at this point. That's about to be a new hashtag, consistent kings. Cons- consistent kings. I like consistent that. Consistent kings. Uh, you got an all-man moment? Yeah, man. Uh, all-man moment is, you know, I don't know what it is when your job asks you if you could do something and you tell them up front, no, I can't do it. And then they still act like they didn't ask you. So then they try to ask you a different way. The first way is that they call you. Somebody else is calling you. (laughs) Then the second way is they email you. Somebody else is emailing you about the same thing that the first person called you about. Then they're texting you from the job phone that the automated system now is texting you about. The same situation that you told them you can't do it three times. So then you got to get a little crazy in a text message. And you got to hit them with the, I answered this question three separate times and three separate methods. However, I don't think you guys are getting it. When I said no the first time, I meant that the last two times as well. I can't commit to the shift respectfully. That's exactly what I wrote. Respectfully? Respectfully. Like, y'all going in now. I just said I can't commit to the shift. I already committed to doing somebody else's shift. And then now you're asking me to do a double? No. 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 Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. So that was my all, man. It was just... They kept asking me different ways and then it was like, oh, I didn't realize we asked you. Yeah, this person that's in the same department, you know, a part of upper management, they asked me the same question a few days ago. I'm saying no because I said no already. And then it's like, oh, you know, we we didn't realize. No, you did realize. You thought I was going to change my mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something fishy was going on there. Yeah. Either that or it's just really bad communication. <laughs> right. I'm and, thinking and, it's really bad communication. That's how I'm taking and, it. And neither one of those are, are appropriate. Definitely not. Like, y'all got to get it together. Exactly. Um. So, yeah. What's your all-man moment? I definitely had an all-man moment. Okay. But I feel like... I don't even think this person listens to the podcast. Um, Probably not. If you got to say it like that, probably not. Probably not, brother. Nah, it's just like when you make plans with people and then the plans don't fall through, but the the individuals that you make plans with, uh-huh. uh, it's like, it's like, <laughs> yo, they don't really take accountability until much later regarding making plans with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, yo, 
We made these plans. They didn't fall through. Cool. But within that, like the plans didn't fall through and you were like, hey, I can't do X, Y, and Z. The, the, the time came that things were supposed to happen. We were supposed to meet up. We were supposed to hang out. Right. Whatever. And the, the time came and then it went and there was no message of, hey, I can't do this or, hey, I, let's reschedule or whatever the case is. It's just this situation happens and then now the person's hitting me up now like, yo, my bad, uh, you know what I mean? Like X, Y, and Z happened. So basically, you had a, so, basically, so basically you had a no call, no show. No call, no show. Nigga, they fired. <laughs> and that's really what it is. That's really what it is. You know what I mean? It's like, I right, that's one thing, ladies and gentlemen, that I am a stickler about to some extent is making plans and me valuing my time when making plans with people. So if I take time out of my day to do a meeting with you, if I take time out of my day to hang out with you, if I take time out of my day uh, and say, yo, let's let's go to dinner or whatever. If any of these things are things that I decide to do with you and you wait to the last minute to tell me something came up or you don't tell me something came up at all. It is something that I don't really like to do. I mean, like, that's that, I feel that like that's very in, it's very inconsiderate. It's very disrespectful. And at the same time, you took it upon yourself to want to even commit. You, I mean, wanted to commit to having this time with this person and this person obliged and kind of gave the inclination that they wanted to spend this time with you as well. And then when they act like they don't need to. And, inf- and, yeah. And even in the sense of if that person says like that happens too a lot, you know what I'm saying? Where people will ask you for your time mm-hmm. and then not be able to commit to the time that they asked you for. Correct. Correct. I've done that you know several I mean? times. Shit. I, I, I'm, I'm meeting up with a good friend. She she she's an advent listener to the podcast. You know who you are. I'm going to be meeting up with her on Thursday and she has been trying to meet up with me. No exaggeration. She's been trying to meet up with me since covid and we only met mm. once since covid and the day that we met up um we had went to go see the mural painting in brooklyn right there off of albany going downtown mm-hmm. brooklyn um that was an amazing day but we had made other plans after that and i was the one who started to get busy or i was the one who started to always switch it up cuz i wasn't remembering the time so and one day she's going to laugh when she hears us she called me out. She said, hey, Distinguished, I see you making time for your other friends. Um, you're making time to go out on dates. You're making time to do the podcast with your brother. Um, but I thought you was going to make time for me. I'm feeling like you're not trying to connect with your friend. I mean, you said you're my friend, right? And she just basically just called me out. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. You know what? I was like, you're right. Yeah, and I think <laughs> in... in- in essence, no one's really in, in, entitled to your time. But as you said, when you make the commitment, yeah. like, yo, yes, I want to do X, Y, and Z. Let's meet up. Mm-hmm. Let's hang out. Whatever it is, whatever you you commit to doing. And then that person reneges on it. That's fine. 
Right. But renege on it in a in a way where I can now reclaim my time. Because if I'm not able to reclaim my time, I'm going to be annoyed because I set this amount of time aside or I set this amount of of energy aside and it could have been set aside for something else or someone else. Like if somebody else wanted to hang out that day or a group of people want to hang out that day, I could have been able to schedule, oh, nah, let's do X, Y, and Z. But instead, you know me, I'm very selective very. about hanging out mm-hmm. and, and especially during COVID. Especially so during if COVID. If I'm like, all right, cool, we can hang out. That's no problem. Or we could go do something. And then you don't even say nothing and the time comes and I'm like looking at my watch, looking at my phone and it's like, all right, all right. So I'm going to just do what I got to do now. Like I'm just going to switch things up. And uh, it's just, it's an annoyance. Like as I've gotten older, Mm -hmm. it's become less of a thing that would quote unquote ruin my day or something like that. I would just navigate into something else. But that's always been a pet peeve of mine. Like, wow. Setting up, setting up a, a schedule to hang out with whoever, and I'm not talking about male, female. Right. It could be whoever. Yeah, you're talking about in general, um, right? Yeah, set up a meeting or, yo, we about to meet up and do this. Yo, we about to go here, and it don't happen. I'll give a, a an example. It was one time, and this person listens to the podcast, so they might get a little... A little upset, but it's not meant to be an upsetting. Yeah, story. we just trying to. Um, we just we we just trying to bring it home, y'all. We just trying to bring it home. Yeah, we just adding context right. to the. So there was one time my friend, uh, it was her birthday. Okay, it was years ago. Yeah, and uh, we had just like reconnected and started hanging out a little bit more and and chilling. So for her birthday, she's like she has, she has kids and and she has a life and right. stuff like that. So she hadn't been able to go out that often so i was like all right no problem you know what i'm gonna do for your birthday give as a birthday gift uh i'm gonna get these tickets for this boat ride cruise okay that was a party oh and we're gonna go to that now you know whenever you're talking about boat ride shit uh the tickets ain't no regular 15 20 dollars drinks ain't ain't nothing cheap on a boat because the boat moving on the water (laughs) yeah the tickets be like 50 minimum 60 exactly exactly and that's for one person and that don't come with no fucking drink or food and i don't don't come with nothing (laughs) so the day of the trip Mm -hmm. right um like i'm hitting them up hitting them up Mm -hmm. not getting no response i get to the boat I'm expecting maybe, you know, maybe they phone died or something like that. Wait, the day of the trip, was that also their birthday or no? I don't know if it was exact. I can't remember that. I don't know if it was exactly on their birthday or not. But get there, whatever the case is. And, um, like, long story short, something had happened or something along the case like that. And um, they never made it. But I was on the boat. Wait, 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 Let me get this shit straight, my guy. You got to the boat, bought your ticket, bought her ticket. She ain't show up to the boat. She ain't show up to the boat. Oh but no, I think bro! Some, I, I think, might need to know who the fuck this is. Bro. I think something severe might have happened. That okay, time. I can't remember a hundred percent, but something. I think something severe happened where the next day we we spoke about it or whatever. But at the time, at the time, I was like wild confused. Like, yo, this is 
time. This is money. Shit, I ain't need to be on no boat. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could have kept my ass home. I was just doing a nice little gesture. I was trying to be nice. But yeah, it's like things like that in the moment, 100%. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like, if you, if you, at least in 2020, at the big ages that me and you were at, uh, distinguish. I think I I personally think that we are past the point where people can't just tell us when they don't want to do something. Yeah, that's oh how yeah, I look yeah, at yeah. It. Oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely right. And that there. wasn't the case with that story. Okay, but I'm talking about when people yeah. in general, yeah, when they make plans and then they wake up and they say, "Fuck it, I don't want to do the plan no more." <laughs> Yo, just at our big age, I think that you should be able to be like, "Yo, I ain't even gonna hold you." I know we said we was linking up today, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm unable to make it. Bro, somebody wanted to talk to me last night who also listens to the podcast and shares it. You know I love you. Don't get tight when I say this. She was like, um, we haven't spoken in a while and I've been trying to reach out to you. And, you know, you keep sending voice notes back and forth this whole time. We could have we had a conversation for like five minutes. And at that particular time, I really did not want to talk on the phone because I feel like sometimes throughout my day, and I'm pretty sure you feel this way too, if I'm on the phone too much for the majority of the day and then somebody else wants to have a conversation, I think to myself, yo, nigga, you didn't had eight fucking different conversations. I started adding up the minutes and the time. I'm like, I don't want to keep talking on the phone. So I had to tell them, yo, I don't want to be on the phone. Then somebody else tried to call me. And I was like, yo, I ain't going to hold you, just like you was about to say. I ain't trying to hold you. I don't want to talk <laughs> right now. That that motherfucker did not reply back. The moral of the story is, you just got to... Yo, if you if you ain't feeling it from jump, don't make it seem like it's going to be a lead on. And then when a person call after you said you're going to call back and you don't, don't get mad when they say, yo, what the fuck happened? Just, you know, say it up front. We in 2020 like the big bro said, man. We need full, transparency, see, we need full transparency around the board. And this is where I think, like, women don't like honesty. Yeah. And and because I only and I point out women because I've only had this issue with women. I've never had I never my homeboys never hit me up and I missed a call <laughs> and I'd be like, yo, I'm going to talk to you another time. And my homeboy have an issue with it. That's never I, me personally. I would be concerned. I'd be concerned, yeah, especially if it's not my, an emergency. I'd be concerned. My my homeboy has never been on some like, yo, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> nigga, we not cool or something. Because or or my homeboy won't be like if I text them back and I'm like, yo, what's up? You know, you know, I'm more of a texter. My homeboys, I never had a homeboy be like, nah, nigga. Like, the only way I really, really like to talk is through is through the phone, though. <laughs> like, my homeboys never done that. <laughs> but women have done that. Women have definitely been on You're some like spitting nothing but pure facts, my guy. Beer facts. <laughs> Women have often been on some like, yo, oh, well, if you don't want to talk on the phone, then that means that you don't really want to talk to me. Or you don't want to talk on the phone, then you don't really want to communicate. This isn't a real conversation. Or you got your other hosts. You know, you buy. And it's like, <laughs> well, I got to be all that. <laughs> and it's like, yo, let me let me tell y'all something. <laughs> let me tell y'all something about XAB. Here we go. Okay? <laughs> if I don't like to do something or I don't want to do something. It is going to show immediately off rip. You can't. That's one thing about me. You can't say you can't say that. I'm like, I don't let you know. I may not verbally say it, but if I am not into some shit that you trying to make me do, you will know. 
<laughs> you will know by my body language, how I'm answering you, all of that. One of the things, one of the activities of this world <laughs> that I do not enjoy is being on the phone, just on the phone. Mm. I tell that to everybody. I definitely, I definitely I, know that. I know. <laughs> if if I'm on the phone with you, either we had something specific to talk about, and then it, it transferred into a conversation, or I'm in another type of mood. I'm I'm I don't got nothing to do. I like literally nothing to do. I'm chilling, and it is what it is. But the phone is just not something that I am accustomed to. Mm. I prefer to text. That is me. I'm not saying that you have to be on the same page as me. I'm not saying that texting is better. But me personally, I am much better at texting and communicating through through that art form mm-hmm. than through sitting <laughs> on the phone. Right. Let me tell you why. For XAB, uh, I can't speak for nobody else. But for XAB, I am a very auditory person. So if I am listening on the phone, I am listening on the phone. It's very hard for me to do anything else of substance. I'm, I can't write on a paper and be on the phone. I can't watch TV and be on the phone. You can't read a book and be on the phone. I can't do none of that. Now, I know there's people out here that can. They really can. I don't know how the fuck y'all do that. Me neither. I'd be like, how how you on the phone and and you wrote a paper and you got an A? Nigga, we was on the phone for two hours. (laughs) So if you get me on the phone or you want to have a conversation with me on the phone, you are literally asking me to stop my whole day to be on the phone. And if I have other things planned for the day... I'm not going to want to do that. So let's say I got to edit for the podcast. I need my ears because I need to hear what we said. And I need my eyes and I need my full attention because I can't cut a half-assed video and put it out. So if you then call me and you just want to be on some what you're doing, I'm going to say, yo, what do you want? (laughs) Like, what's up? Damn. What's good? And then I'm going to be like, yo, I, I can't talk. Or if I know that you're that type of person already, that you're calling me and you just want to Jones or you want to just talk on the phone, I'm going to have to dub it for that moment because I am not available. I'm not ready to be on the phone for this, that, and the third. That is me. So it's just like trying to get niggas to do things that they don't want to do just don't, it don't work out. It don't work out for anybody. Nah, because then at the end of the day, it's going to leave a bad taste in somebody's mouth and then they're going to feel like, damn, the next time I interact with this individual, I got to make sure I don't do or say the wrong thing. Or more, the moral of the story is really don't waste my time because this whole thing started just from the time aspect. Like, if we're going to do this thing, let's make sure we do it. But if we're not going to do it, whoever initiated us trying to do it in the first place needs to be the person to say, hey, I'm not, I can no longer commit to it. Because leave, exactly. leaving shit in limbo might have one person in their feelings and the other person just might not give a fuck. And that's just really what it is. And that, that'd be the major thing. Because once a person gets in their feelings, sometimes it's hard for them to get out. That's a fact. <laughs> you could give me whatever explanation you want to give me. Right. You know what I mean? You could tell me the damn sun fell down, <laughs> the moon blew up. I'm going to be like, all right, that's cool. Right. That's what's up. Right. Like, I heard you. Right. You know what I mean? Once you like, start replying like that, nigga, I'm in my feelings. Fuck else you got to say yeah. to me? Because I'm over it. I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to, like, we don't even need this shit no more. But all right, let's get into the shits, bro. Um, 
you said a uh, oh so there's this meme going around where there's a dude and he's accounting struggling at some point i don't know if this is a real thing i don't know if this was during covid right or whatever but basically the dude is like yo he's married to his wife and for the last couple of months they've been struggling to meet the bills he's been doing everything from filing for uh extra assistance, governmental assistance to filing for food stamps. And lo and behold, he somehow finds out what's in his wife's bank account. And she has about a hundred thousand dollars in her bank account. And so when he confronts her about it, she basically says to him, well, you're the provider. So you are the one who was supposed to provide and make things work. And he's like, yo, I don't know how to take this seeing as she literally has 100K and we could get out of the situation that we're in. But she is refusing to give it to me or refusing to have me use it because I'm the man and I'm supposed to be the provider. Thoughts, comments and concerns. Yeah, because I remember reading that. The first thing he said was his wife comes from money and he said she's her family's from Jordan. So they all have money. So even if she didn't want to use her bread, she could have asked her parents and she was like basically saying, well, you the man in the house. I know you lost your job, but you supposed to be the one holding it down. And he's like, I'm trying to bust my ass. And it wasn't like he wasn't, according to what he wrote, it wasn't like he wasn't trying. He was trying to fucking bring back uh, Barnum and Bailey. He was trying to bring back the fucking circus with the shit he was trying to do. Give that man an award. And when he said he found out the password to her account, he said it was over $97,000, basically 100 k And she just looking at him like, Waldo the fool, like, well, I guess you caught me, but <laughs> guess what, nigga? I'm still not going to help. God, are you going to let me struggle after I really found out what's up? Listen, my thought process is he needs to um, figure out how he's going to leave because that's not the... <laughs> and keyword, when I say leave, leave for good. Like, leave like a leaf falling off the tree. You leave the branch. You don't go back. It's over. You just go. Um, it's rough. Uh, it also reminded me of a story. Some of you guys may know. Some of you guys may know. I've gone through a lot of miscellaneous jobs in my lifetime. Some, I'm not going to believe this, but it happened. I used to work for FedEx. I used to work for FedEx in Melville, Long Island, uh, back in, we're talking maybe 2014, 2015, somewhere over there. Um, anyways, uh, when I was there, cause I was only there for like a hot second. I was out there, bitch. Um, I remember hearing a story with my partner and he was telling me about his friend that works for UPS. He was at UPS for 15 years, bro. And mm. he found out that his wife had, um, gotten to, gotten into all of his accounts. This, this story is wicked, bro. Got into all of his accounts, took all the bread and left a note and said, I want a divorce. Oh. I was man. like, God damn. Jeez, bro. Nah, that should be illegal. Bro. And he didn't have any proof um, because I think the account that he had, like, he gave her authorization. That's how she was able to get into it. I was like, yo, marriage, it could be very dicey when it comes to accounts. Well, that's why I'm about to say something that <laughs> many people may not agree with. He said, I'm about to say a real thing. I'm about to say a true thing. <laughs> facts. And we'll talk about Drake a little later. But <laughs> I firmly believe that you can have a joint account, but you also need to have your own account when you're married. Mm. 
My man say, yo, have the hidden hills. <laughs> have the hidden hills. <laughs> it don't even got to be hidden. I'm going to let you know. Uh, I'm going to let you know. I got this account I got some now, shit in Calabasas, but, even though we live in New York. But, <laughs> but you can't have access to that one. And I know that there's a lot of people who look at that as like being sneaky. Right. What you're trying to do, you're trying to have... Your little hoes and hotels. That's and, the fir- but why is that the first thing chicks think about? Because that that's just <laughs> I got a separate know, account to, for me, bitch. Not honestly, the that's 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 just a whole nother situation. <laughs> but like to me, I think that's a little bit of immaturity. If you think that everything that niggas do is because they trying to fuck a chick that's not you, then you don't need to be in a relationship. Fact. Honestly, with, if if you with, think that that's what governs a nigga, right? Because if you think like that, not only should you not be with me, you shouldn't be with nobody. You should be by yourself. And even probably being yeah, by yourself you need, is a threat. You need some healing and you need to stop dealing with fuck niggas. Right. Like, that, that's really what it comes down to. But I digress. For me... Is that something though, you would do, I, though? What? Would you get the hidden account? It's not going to be hidden. <laughs> I'm going to have my own account. She that's gonna, it. She's going to think XAB doing something else. Well, listen, not not if I get the type of woman that, that I'm I would, would prefer to be with. Hey, no. The woman I would prefer to be with ain't going ain't gonna be thinking on that type of time. But I think it's important. I honestly think it's important. We can have our joint account. We can have that and we could be putting money in into it and we can have it where it's like, hey babe, I'm going into the account and it's like, all right, babe, all that bullshit. But I need to have my own <laughs> shit. Like, I'm sorry. I need to be able to know that the money that I got, that I accounted for, is there when I need it. I don't need to go in into my account thinking, oh, shit, uh, my fucking tire popped and I got about 2K in the fucking bank ready to, to take care of it. And then I go to take out uh, $500 and they're like, nah, you only got three because wifey uh, then took out. 1500 for whatever the fuck she wanted to because she wanted to buy a a bag right (laughs) she just bought a bag for herself and y'all only got 500 in the account now and you wasn't even anticipating that nah no no sorry and i don't give a fuck about any form of communication there's going to be a day where she is going to need that money or you're going to need that money and y'all are going to be clashing about who gets to spend that money. That's that that is a motherfucking fact. Cause she gonna be like, well, even though it's a joint account, the last three months, nigga, I put in two hundred dollars more than you. So whatever money you spend, nigga, I'm gonna need at least three hundred dollars off that. And well, you took money out the last time, right? So I need it this this time. Get ready for that, y'all. <laughs> that sounds so like a to headache. Avo- <clears throat> to avoid all of that, let's have this joint marriage account. Sure, this is the account we we decide we're gonna put. Have amount of money we're gonna put in it together, mm-hmm. and then you have your account and I have my account. Right. If you want to see my account, you can, but that also depends on what. Le- I mean, if I'm married to you, then yeah, you should be able to see it. But at the same time, don't be thinking I'm a fuck. We're gonna have a, a finance meeting every month where you you audit my shit. And 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 you know what's crazy? There are couples that do that. I know, yeah, yeah, which um, is bananas. Yeah, that shit with, has been every with, month, bro. That shit is crazy. Where the shorty or and the dude feels like they have the right to go look into your own personal account, right? And then I need to see what you yeah, spent money on. Yep, start looking through your statement. Like, why did you spend money on this? I thought you said you only was gonna spend a hundred, but it looks like you turned out and spent a thousand. So now you in the hole nah. by nine hundred. 
X A B. I'm talking in third person this time in this episode. X A B don't answer to nobody. I'm sorry. <laughs> if I don't want to answer to you, I'm not answering to you. I'm not doing that. Like you're gonna get me tight. Yo, let me see your account. What? Facts. <laughs> you don't sit your silly ass. You was down. not with me, in, and you was not with you. And you with me in this marriage. You don't come with me to work. <laughs> you don't. That's a fact. You, you, you don't know what I really got to do to put in the hours to make shit happen. This money in my account says my name on it. My first and my last. You got my last, but you ain't got my first. <laughs> you ain't got my first. <laughs> Fuck out of here, son. Oh, man. So, yeah, bro, you, uh, you, you posed the question, are men afraid of dating independent women? Yeah, bro, because, you know, like you said, I've been looking at a whole bunch of memes. I feel like this week that passed, I've been seeing a whole lot of interesting relationship memes and i'm like see this is how you know we're getting back into the fall weather this is how you know niggas is breaking up and trying to get back together because summer we only have like cuddle season yeah, cuddle these season are, these are the, the cuddle season yeah. memes yes these, cuddle season memes. these are the cuddle that yeah. might be the name of the episode that might be the name of cuddle the episode. season cuddle memes season. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's genius um yeah i don't bro i wrote a i don't know if you saw the question i wrote a question the other night on facebook that question has almost 200 comments right now on Facebook right now. Uh, I haven't been on Facebook. You know, I, I ain't yeah, on that shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, the I question I asked was, why are men not interested in being with an independent woman? And that shit went crazy. That, that shit, it went, yo, bro, it got to a point where our mutual friend that we both know, I'll tell you uh, her name offline, hit me in the text and was like, yo, do you know these niggas? Because that's how Wait, serious so nigg- it got, bro. So niggas actually were giving reasons why they don't want an independent woman? Yeah, because niggas were saying there's no such thing as an independent woman. And, oh. and niggas was giving their ideology. Some 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 people's ideology, a few women actually was like, I could get behind that. One of my one of my good friends, you know him, um, Saikeem Kantum, he was like, yo. There's no such thing as an independent nothing. However, there are people that are self-sufficient. He said, if you look at the word independent, that means acting um, on one's own will in one accord. So that person is operating by themselves and everything. He was like, a self-sufficient person is not a person that necessarily doesn't want anybody else, but they're moving in a space where they can do things without the need of a partner. But he was like, down the line... Most men and women don't want to be by themselves. They want to be with somebody, but the person that they want to be with, they want to know that they can also take care of themselves. Women don't want to feel like they babying niggas or they coming to the table and they got to help a nigga do every fucking single thing. And a lot of women jump behind that. Um, I mean, I agree with that. I <laughs> yeah. think most women... I do think that he was doing a little bit of word semantics with the difference between an independent woman and a self-sufficient person mm-hmm. um, because... <laughs> Of course, when people say independent, they don't mean it by the letter of the law of the yeah. the language. Uh, yeah. They they I mean yeah. it, they mean what he basically broke it down to is right. a self sufficient person. Right. But um, nonetheless, the point that he made, I think, is really interesting and on point in the fact of most women that I know, they don't have a problem dealing with a dude who isn't fully taking care of them. Again, this goes back to the dick conversation that we had. Yes, <laughs> yo, that episode, ago. boy. Turn up. <laughs> Turn so, up. right, just I this is my personal belief. Just like how women be fronting, there are some women, and I've met them too, where they really do want you to take care of them. Right. But just how a lot of women be fronting about wanting a 12-inch dick. Right. A lot of women be fronting 
about thinking that they're going to get a nigga that is going to be spending bands on them every every week buying them gucci louis this all these all these fucking videos that be on the internet of niggas throwing bricks of money at chicks or (laughs) yo a nigga threw a brick of money at a chick the other day and was like it it had a a note on the top and it said for your new shop and it was like a brick of money and it hit it in the head and i'm like in my mind i'm like so y'all chicks okay with that he didn't do it supposedly he didn't hit her in the head on purpose but I'm like, I don't know not one chick that I could throw a brick of money at and she's not cursing me to fuck out no matter how much money it is. And that's but why, that's because and, they're not governed by money. And that's why a few years ago, nigga, when 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 X amount of dollars was thrown in somebody's face, nigga, I was sick. Yeah, well, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> but what I will say, though, is I don't think women have an issue with a man who looks like he is doing something for himself i think they have an issue with a man who thinks that they're going to freeload off of the woman yeah but a lot of times women will portray especially online and again there is a large community of women that do feel like they are supposed to be uh taken care of correct like it is a thing correct but i think most women at least that i've come across they they realize that they got a whole lay on to some extent you, you you can't just bring pussy and food to the table for me. There are some niggas that are okay with that. Not for me. I I I can get pussy anywhere. Oh. And Uber Eats oh. is 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 you know perfectly uh fine Hello. and and usable app and I know how to cook. Oh. So oh. like pussy and food ain't ain't going to do it for me. You're not you're not going to be like, "Hey babe, Pay for this, pay for that, pay for this, pay for that. And all you can do is spread your legs every now and then Damn. and offer me a plate of food. Damn. Now, I'm not saying that that's what women offer. I'm saying that there is a specific group of women Correct. who think Correct. that they can offer that and that be it. Right. And like, I'm right. supposed to go out of my way. He should be happy, but he better make sure he better be bringing me the moon, the stars, and the fucking galaxy. I want to see Orion's belt in that bitch. Let's go. clean clean (laughs) and it's like nah that that to me is not a foundation for a good relationship and i feel like there's a lot of exploitation in that form of a relationship where where the man takes care of of everything and the woman is bringing not that much to the table i think that in those relationships the power dynamic is crazy so or at least the potential for it to get crazy is there I think so, so. Yeah, I think a lot of abuse comes from that. Um, and that might be a hot take to some extent, but I think that it leads to a lot of abuse because as as a human being, if you feel like you're doing, quote unquote, everything to take care of somebody else mm-hmm. and they do something you don't like, you feel entitled to that person in a way that you wouldn't feel entitled to them if they were independent and on their own and making their own decisions, I can look at you and be like, that was your decision. You made it on your own. I don't fuck with it. We got to separate. But if I financed it and you made a bad decision, imagine that, bro. Imagine financing your chick going on a girl's trip and on said girl's trip, she cheats on you with some diesel ass nigga, whatever, and get popping pregnant. bottles for the weekend, then come back to you. 
and you find out that she cheated, but you financed the whole trip, bro. That's a whole nother level of anger. You are an accessory to the cheating. <laughs> You're going to feel nuts after that, bro. You're going to feel, gonna really feel crazy, like, yeah. yo, I just financed this chick going to Jamaica and getting her back blown out. <laughs> and now she come back to me talk about, hey, daddy, can I get can I get some money to, to go to the store? No. And now now we're in a, a territory where <laughs> abuse can can kind of permeate right because if you want to go by do a nigga st- named Dwayne who's trying to get his papers and you helped because <laughs> some of the money she gave it to the nigga like we're gonna go to the embassy and answer these questions properly we get you the green card <laughs> I swear yo that's how it go yo but 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 then imagine that though because now because remember you finance everything so when she wants to go out she got to come to you for the money right and now if you want to be a dick now you like nah you don't get no money this week fuck is you talking about money I don't got that. So you could go give it to your your your, your Jamaican boyfriend, right? And and that's where the power dynamic is crazy. I don't ever want to be in a situation like that. If you go cheat on me with Dwayne, take your own money, right? T- take your bag, right? And take your shit, right? And go to Jamaica with Dwayne. Fact, live there. That's it. Shit, live in that shit. In fact, don't come back, fam. <laughs> <laughs> But you posed another question and said, do men enjoy being in relationships uh, with women who are broke or seen as dependent? Yeah, because, again, I was having another conversation with somebody and she was like, yo, there's a lot of dudes who don't mind just taking care of a chick. And that chick doesn't mind just being there, um, taking his money because she is not going to feel pressure to have to do anything. She's being coddled. She's being babied. And um, this also comes as a ways of, you know, the news with um, Dr. Dre winning his uh, winning that case with um, his soon to be divorced wife. And basically, I was watching a comedian break it down. uh, I think Daphne and she was basically saying um, she's okay with the fact that she's not going to get X amount of dollars. She's not getting the one point five, but she is getting five hundred thousand. She's definitely getting that. Um, yeah. And I didn't know this, so she was teaching me something. Based on based on where they are in that state of California, she could never get married again because if she does, that spousal money is gone. That's it. It's finished. Mm. I didn't even know that. So she could never get married again according to that law. Ever. Mm-hmm. And Well, she can get married. Yeah, but she can get married, but is- she's going to lose um, whatever he would be giving her yearly. Um, right. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Because we talk a good game about being with a guy who has his own shit. So what does that say about a woman who knows this guy has his own shit and now she's trying to separate and she's still trying to get some of his shit? That whether or not she feels like she helped him build or not, Dr. Dre was Dr. Dre before he got married to this woman. It wasn't like he was Dr. Dre and then he got married. No, he was Dr. Dre. And then as he was coming up, still establishing his name along the line. He got married to this woman who I know they've been married for over 20 years. But at the end of the day, she got used to a certain type of lifestyle. It wasn't that she was married to him. It was the lifestyle that came with being with him. Well, that that's the part of the law that I think needs to be changed. Right. And I think you were saying that. Yeah. We need to, to have, be a little bit more nuanced about because. What the fuck you mean? I need to finance the lifestyle that you built by marrying me. Right. If you was used to shopping at H&M 
and fucking Rainbow and Zora. before you met me. Right. And I'm not saying that this is her case. I'm just talking right. in general. Yeah, in general, right. Zara. If Zara, that's yeah. what the fuck you was used to, but then you got with me, and I already have this $100 million corporation under my belt. And again, this is not their situation because that nigga's worth uh, billions. Right. <laughs> but if I got this $100 million corporation and you want to slide your ass in right. and we get married and everything is cool, calm and collect, but now you want to slide off and you don't want to be married to me anymore. And within that, you talking about, yeah, well, yeah, before I met you, I liked Rainbow and H&M. But now that I met you, I like Gucci, Louis, and Prada. So instead of me buying uh, shoes that were once $50, $20, $10, I need shoes that are $10,000. I don't see where there, there's a correlation there where I have to supplement you living how you now live. I get it in terms of maybe if you have a, a house or something like that, and now that I'm leaving... You have to find a way to pay for that house. If I'm leaving the house to you, you get the house and you don't have no job. But even in that instance, it's still an unfair law. But I understand it because it's like you don't want that person to be homeless. The way the law, the law is designed is because when divorces were happening um, frequently back when they made the law, I can't remember the exact year. What was happening was a lot of women and children were being left in the street homeless. Oh, damn. Because they would divorce the husband. And then the husband would take all of the money and finances that he had and go off about his life. And a woman would be left with nothing but the kids. But this is why, and too, so, in those situations, bro, not to cut you off, women got to set themselves up. Like, if she knows she wanted that and you felt like at some point you probably was going to get divorced, I'm sorry, man. You should have been putting some coins to the side. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Son. I think that's part of it. I also think the other aspect of it is just, it just needs to be a little bit more nuanced. Like, whatever money, you should be getting a percentage of whatever money that I had that was getting accumulated once you got with me. Maybe there's a bank account that we set up. That's why a prenup is not such a bad idea because you can design all of these things in the prenup. Right. You could set it up that way in a prenup and then everybody is on the same page. Everybody's happy when a divorce comes, if it comes, mm -hmm. and there's no problem. There's no back and forth. But if, like, you just get married and you're entitled to half of this, that, and a third, and I don't expect that we're going to get divorced, but you had nefarious means, because I don't, like, I don't know the situation, but the way it's playing out, at least in the media, um, and I don't want to put nothing on nobody's name that I don't know, but the way the media, at least, is showing this playing out, it almost seems like she is divorcing him just so she could have she could get certain money. Like it, it seems like a large part of her desire to divorce him is probably they don't have any love between them anymore. But also she one of her goals is to get as much money as she possibly can. Bro, I'm I'm gonna say a I'm gonna say a real thing. Huh? I'm gonna say a True. real thing. Um I don't know if she listens to the podcast. But she said something the other day that I'm not even with her and the shit triggered me because I'm like, nigga, I'm triggered for the nigga that she going to end up with that going to have to deal with that. She said, my money is my money. My man's money is my money. I'm not going into no relationship paying for shit. And she was dead ass. I was like, 
don't know and what's the gonna ju- go, man. What's the justification for I, that, though? Bro, I asked her. She said there's no justification. She was like, his money is my money, but my money is my money. I was like, Yo. So now is he, because of course this is how, this is how a lot of people think. Is he entitled to now say, my dick is my dick, but your pussy is my pussy? Mm. You do whatever I want when I say physically, mm. sexually. Like, does it equate that way? Because we get into sticky territory. Yeah. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of women who feel that way. So it's like, well, what are you? What's the trade off? What are you saying that this man is entitled to of yours that is yours? If his money is his money and his money is your money. So what about what are you contributing to him that you're saying is his indefinitely too? She says something while y'all in this relationship. She says something to me, bro, along the lines of, "I'm tired of feeling like I'm always taking niggas out. So when I get my quote unquote person, I'm gonna let him know straight up, my money is my money, but his money is my money too." And I was like, "So this is this is based off." previous situations with other dudes so now this guy not only gotta suffer for all of them he gotta suffer in marriage i was like i don't he know. gotta pay for the demons of uh, the sins of of the father yo i don't know if she fully still understands what she meant but we kept bro we were talking about a topic for like 25 minutes she was dead ass it was she was unwavering her decision was unwavering I don't know. And there's man. a lot of people. There's a lot. The, the sad part is there's a lot. We're gonna we're gonna have to keep coming back to this. There's a lot of people that think that way. And it's scary. It is. Bro, because because like you said, people like that end up with somebody. And <sighs> I mean, it's none of our business at the end of the day, but are you really happy in a situation like that? And does that mean that you're ready to be in any situation? Or does that mean that you need to do some healing first before you talk about being with anybody. If you, that, those are the questions that arise. If 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 anybody, whether it's man or woman, if you tell your partner that you with my money is my money and your money is my money too, bro, you need severe therapy for real. That's a fact. Because the way that you are categorizing your partner, you're basically telling yourself. Well, you're basically convincing yourself by telling your partner, you are a bank institution to me. However, I don't have to put any money into your bank. All I'm doing is making withdrawals. That's it. That's some scary shit. You are my you are my you are my physical ATM. And this goes back to something I said years ago about somebody that I used to date. You know, you, you know this. If I ask you for money, because you my man, you're just supposed to give it to me. That's what was said And I'm to me. sorry, ladies. I know there's a lot of ladies that might agree with that, but that ain't how it goes. <laughs> it's not. I need to know why. I do. <laughs> I need to know what you need the money for. I was like, no questions asked? For real? I, so I'm giving you my bread, and I can't ask you why I'm giving you my money. And then they're like, no. But when I and, ask for it, just give it to me. And there's a varying degree, like if they if you're like um at work and you're like, babe, I need um lunch money, can you send me That's something? That's different. I'm not I'm not gonna question you. Right. If you like, babe, I think I might be a little short this this month uh with with my money, with rent, I'm not gonna really question it. 
I'll send you how much you need. Yeah, I don't All want right, you to cool. be let homeless. Let me send it to you. <laughs> yeah. But if you just like, babe, let me get $1,000. <laughs> Out the gate. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, just cause. well, what? And then you get an attitude with me talking about, Fuck you yo, mean. when I ask you for money, you supposed to just give it? <laughs> Are you on drugs? <laughs> is it crack? Did you lose a bet? Please tell me that you lost a bet at work. Tell me that you on. Yeah, tell me I'm on speakerphone. Is it crack? I need to know if it's crack. Like, like, now that might be the episode title. Is it crack? Like, I really need to. I need to know what the fuck you is on that you think you could just be like, yo, oh, let me get two hundred. Let me let me hold two hundred dollars, and you not offering no reason why you just out of the blue asking me for two hundred dollars. It's not that. It's not about the amount of money. It's it's just the blatant like yo this is what I need and I can I would never even dream to do that to you right so if I if I wouldn't dream to do that to you what is the justification and rationalization of you feeling like you can do that and then getting upset if I then say nah what you need that for that's the part that be blowing my because I've been in a situation like that too. Where Shorty had asked me for money, I'm like, for what? And they they said, when I ask you for money, you you just supposed to give it to me. I I I it's it's so unfortunate that I know the Shorty, and I'm just every time I hear this fucking story, I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> what you what you mean? <sighs> what are you talking about? But uh, yeah, uh. Let's talk about this presidential debate, bro. Jeez, 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 jeez. So last week when we were recording, we got off just as the debate started. Right. And um, it was a shit show. What are your show. takeaways? It was a shit show. <laughs> I don't have a takeaway, nigga. It was a shit show, bro. <laughs> the whole thing. The whole thing, the, bro. The biggest. The whole thing was comedy. Right. The whole, the, the whole, the, the whole giveaway for me is what we have right here in question, the stand back and stand by. Because, bro, the moment those words were said, a fucking Twitter group started. I was like, what the fuck? Was this shit in the works? <laughs> Nigga, I was like, I don't even know who's managing that account. But Yo, it's got to be a white supremacist. <laughs> this guy, Donald Trump, wow. has shown America his colors time and time again. I really, I really want people to understand... Uh, what fascism is? Oh yeah, because fascism, a lot of yeah. people don't know what that is, and how how places. So there's two things happening. America's spoiled. America is spoiled with the fact that democracy, even though it's not perfect, is definitely not a perfect democracy. Mm-hmm. But at least the facade of democracy that we have all lived under for a very long period of time is just given, and that nothing can break that democracy. But as history has shown us, there definitely, in every country, there's the ability and capability of a government to go from a democracy to a totalitarianism or fascist state or whatever you want to call it, where there's a dictatorship and the civil rights and liberties are not what they once were or what they seem. The difference in America is we get to fight against our own government civilly and tell them, hey, nigga, nah, we not finna to do that. But in other countries, you do that 
and you're automatically locked up, killed, or tortured. Now, some can say that black Americans still go through that with everything happening with police brutality and us marching and niggas sending tanks out for peaceful marches and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But that is because of where we are right now. And and no, it's it's been throughout history. I get that. I'm not saying that this is something new. What I am saying though is the nigga in the White House really makes things better or worse. And and it's really that simple. So all this stuff that all these people that think that it doesn't matter if they vote, all these people that talk about well, you're only voting for what uh white supremacist ideology you would prefer. Um, so that means that you're just you're not voting for nothing. I'm sorry, but you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> it, it's that simple. You're wrong. I would much. I would like to fix the system, for sure. I would like to break the system, but in order to do that, sometimes you have to dismantle it piece by piece. I can't do that if I vote or I go in the direction of the person who is hell bent on keeping the system the way it is. Because if I'm trying to go through the system, because the only other option is revolution. So when you speak on those terms, and it's always the niggas that would never pick up a gun, would never rally niggas together to go overtake nobody's capital or nothing, talking about, oh, well, I'm not doing X, Y, and Z. It's always the niggas that is doing shit that when it goes left, they need the system to help them talking about, oh, y'all niggas is playing in the system. And it's like, nah, this is what is presented. And the only other option is revolution. So unless you are really ready to go down the road of seeing everybody get killed and shot and slaughtered (laughs) because you want to forcefully overthrow the institutions that be, then the option in front of you is to use the system as it's supposed to be used. And you have to go through the correct channels. And it does work. It may not work immediately. And yes, we all agree that we should be seeing like immediate reparations. We should be seeing immediate change. Mm -hmm. We should be seeing those things. It's not a hard concept. Black people are not second-rate citizens, should not be treated as second-rate citizens. It's that simple. We get it. But you got to go through the appropriate channels. And if that means that I got to vote for a nigga who didn't get it right 100% of the time because the nigga is not black, so he really don't know, versus the nigga who is telling a bunch of white supremacists to stand back and stand by, I'm going to vote for the nigga that don't got his shit all the way together. I'm sorry. But is at least willing to listen to get his shit together. I'm, it, 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 it's really not a no-brainer for me. But I don't know how you feel about it. I mean, I, I, think, I think at the end of the day, it it doesn't matter what Donald Trump says. It doesn't matter what he um he he does. It doesn't really matter what um other people say about him because he's still gonna be himself. And every time he speaks, he's representing himself. He's not representing his family. He's not even representing the country. He's representing an idea. This the the this concept of what it means to be a bigot. What it means to be the full-blown definition of a white man who grew up in a white world and used his um, parents' name and and used um, their money to help build his money, to help build his ego, to fund his businesses and to fund his endeavors to 
um, all the way to the top of making it to the leader of the free world, all of these things made him who he is because he realized that his white power for him is more than opinions. It means more than laws. It means more than standards. It means, it means more than civil justice. He feels like he's above all of that. And the more, the, the, the moral of the story is, yes, we know this man has to be stopped, but the problem is until we as a collective, you know, white and black people, until we acknowledge the corruption that's within him, not just him sitting down in the White House, the corruption that's within him, once we realize we need to, on all levels, denounce it, then we're always going to have this problem. Because the reality is, too, is that once we get Donald Trump out the White House, who knows if we get another person that's just like Trump, if not worse. There's probably a somebody else right now that we don't even know about getting ready to fuck shit up if this man doesn't win this election. And we we might want Biden in that position, but we so some weird shit, God forbid, something might happen to Biden's health and he can't continue. And then we're going to be left with Pence. Shit might get crazy. Nah, we'd be with Kamala. Cause oh, okay. Pence wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't be... When if if in a if they elected, but I also I just need certain black people to just understand. Like I get it, revolution against the system. It seems cool, but I just don't like that half-ass revolution. Mm. Don't be online sometimes talking all this extra shit about when it's convenient. Because your ass is too lazy to go out to a voting booth or do a mail-in ballot or whatever. You hide behind this idea, this ideology that, oh, well, voting is just voting for one of two evils. Okay, I've seen, sure. Yeah, I've seen that. Okay, let, let's roll with it. It's, it's one of two evils. But if one evil is, hey, I'm going to burn your village down. I'm letting you know I'm going to burn your village down. And the other evil is, yo, we do some fucked up shit to y'all. And we're kind of understanding that we do some fucked up shit to y'all. We'll, we'll listen. We'll give you a little bit of a voice to, to show us how not to do fucked up shit to y'all. Don't necessarily mean we're going to listen, but we at least will give you a voice. I'm not saying that neither one of those choices are great choices. But one of them gives you a voice and one of them doesn't. One of them doesn't give a fuck about your, your voice at all. Correct. One of them doesn't care. One of them isn't even trying. That's the point. One of them isn't trying to listen to what the fuck you got to say. Yeah. So when black people do the, the pseudo, oh, yeah, now nah, it's just two evils. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Get it. Understood. But if one nigga, if, if, I, get, if I get kidnapped and one nigga is like, nah, I'm just finna to kill you. I kidnapped you. I got you now. I'm finna to kill you. That's it. And then the other kidnapper is like, all right, listen, I'm going to take this bandana off your mouth and I'm going to hear you out. And depending on what you say, I'm, this whole situation might change or not. If you had to pick between the kidnappers, which one would you pick? You're not picking a nigga that's going to say, yo, no matter what the fuck you say, do, try, I'm killing you. Right, I'm, I got this gun. I'm not picking him. I'm mm. blowing your brains out. Mm. You're going to most likely pick the kidnapper that's like, I, I kidnapped you. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? This probably ain't going to end well. Right. But depending on what you say, 
maybe we can work something out. <laughs> True. It's, it's, it's that simple. True. So I just feel like it's, it's, it's fake revolution because, again, the other option would be it don't matter what the kidnap, which kidnapper, because they're a kidnapper, we got to fight them to the death mm. to get out of the situation. Mm. I don't care if you got, if it's the kidnapper that says they're going to kill you outright or if it's the kidnapper that says that they are going to listen to you. At the end of the day, I'm going to kill that kill kidnapper to get out of said situation. And most people aren't on that time. Correct. Most people aren't <laughs> in the revolutionary stance, have not... Uh, formatted themselves organized none of that to the point where they can say yo we just gonna take shit over because shit is not just shit is not right so we gotta we gotta really we gotta really like chill the fuck out with some of that bullshit um but and for the people that don't think donald trump is a racist uh the man literally said he got rid of diversity training in certain forms of government because white people were feeling terrible and it was quote unquote the reverse. So white people felt like black people essentially is what he was saying. Right. And I get that, but I don't give a fuck. Um, because white people not black people. And, That's and the problem. that acknowledges that acknowledges that black people are treated differently from white people. Correct. You wouldn't even need fucking diversity um courses and you know things at the workplace if we were being treated equal. So the fact that you gotta take it out. Hence, you know, going, you know, to strengthen your point. Yeah, you letting us know that, oh, this was really a problem for y'all. Even though this is also the problem that y'all started with us. Heard you. How'd you feel about Biden's performance? I don't know. I'm like, mm. uh, it's, 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 a uh, um, what do you call the term? It's, uh. It's not good. It's not bad. Oh, there we go. It's polarizing. Because mm. I don't. Some Sometimes I feel like Biden is like really trying to do something and um, prove that he can lead us into a different space. And, and then the other part of me is like, but do you really know what you're doing? Like, I got to I, I got to question you. And we getting too close for me to question you, I should know if I'm really on your side. Mm. November is November, damn near next week, nigga. Like we just got an October, here. but November is right there. So I, I don't know, man. And, and it's not about what he's saying. It's not about what he's done because he's also done shit that has, in a lot of ways, from what I've been reading about what other people have been posting. Yeah, he's also done a lot of shit that has left a bad taste in black people's mouth years back. Um, so. For me, it all comes down to how far are we willing to push the reconciliation card? What are we looking for in him that would make us feel comfortable as a um, black race to be like, all right, he has earned our redemption. And what is it going to take for um, for him to also prove to us that even if he gets into office, if he's not just like any other politician just trying to get these votes? Yeah, uh, I know that many people feel like that about Biden. So that is a, that is a, and you're not like overly into politics. It is that has some bow ties. Yeah. But for you to feel that way is really interesting because that's like the natural, that's like an unadulterated feeling towards Biden, which is really, really interesting. Um, and a lot of people feel that way. Uh, I would have to say, 
My biggest thing about Biden is his faculties, if I'm keeping it a stat. He's been, to me, showing that he is way more mentally capable than he was showing during the the primary debate. Mm -hmm. And in that capacity, I'm a little bit more okay with him as the nominee. Um, I always felt like he was going to be the nominee. You could go back to previous episodes and hear, I thought it was between him, Buddha Judge. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember, yeah. Booty Judge, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so um, it's really about it's really about his faculties for me, and if he can if he can show that he's strong enough to lead the country, um, I think that's the main thing that's going to keep him. That that might make people feel a little bit different, and like you said, he has some stains on his history. We all know about the crime bill yep that everybody likes to refer to a lot of people really hang that shit over his head more than anything that's the shit that some people like 60 70 year olds is like i'm not forgiving him for that like i want to vote for him but what he did i'm like damn that that's strong i mean i don't it's not like you dislike him it's like you hate that shit about him like i hate that nigga for that like, well damn. i mean they were calling black people super predators at right. that point in time, which is a crazy term. And That's that term as well, which is a crazy <laughs> term. And I under and I understand that being a nasty taste in people's mouths. Um, I also do believe in redemption. I yeah, also do believe, believe that, that people can grow. I believe that this country has changed a lot, and I feel like I mean, listen, just this year, people finally under are starting to understand that black people are literally treated differently still in this country so what do you expect from the politicians you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that aren't from black communities they they don't live with us they're not around us right they go to the senate because a bunch of people vote them in and they are doing the bidding of those people so if joe biden comes from an area where black people are seen a certain type of way not justifying not one damn thing about it, but if he comes from that area, he's voted in and he's going to represent those people, he is going to vote in lieu of what those people would suggest or want him to vote as. And that that also says something about him. Not There's no like absolving him, but that's what politicians do. That's the dirty job of a politician. You take in, if it's 60% of the people feel like this, that, and a third, and you have to represent their desires or at least represent your desires and mask it as their desires because a lot of people would say that too. You you get put in these places where you're going to vote. If you're in the Senate or you're in the House or you're in whatever for any long period of time, more than four years, you're going to have a bill under your belt that people are going to say is disgusting because as you see with Twitter and cancel culture, you look at certain entertainment things that were okay back in the 90s that now, if anybody saw it, you're getting canceled for you're it. You're getting canceled it's quick, the, fast, because they're going to be like, yo, you know better. And it's the same thing with politics. So it's it's interesting to me that people are willing to have that debate about Twitter and be like, yo, oh my God, this show was made in the 90s. It was a different time and a different era. But they don't have that same acknowledgement for politics where it's like, yo, there was a time where that shit was accepted. It was not right, but it was accepted 
that black people were in this quote unquote role in society and seen at, as this, just like when nine when nine eleven happened, nobody wants to really talk about it. But the reality of the situation is New York was looking at a lot of Muslim people sideways. To this day, they're still looking at them sideways. It's crazy. To this day. Yeah. To this day, bro. Yeah, one event, literally, one event in any civilization that either puts emphasis negatively on uh, a group of people or positively puts a certain emphasis on a group of people, whichever way it's going to be polarizing, particularly just isolated 9-11 itself, that was a direct, in at least America, that was an, a direct attack on the Muslim community because all of a sudden it was all Muslims are terrorists. That shit was crazy. And to this day, I got it Muslim friends. A lot of them still live in fear. They, they live in crazy fear. I'm like, damn. Bro, I think it was sometime earlier this year when Trump was on one of his Muslim ban tirades. Niggas was running around taking uh, people's headscarves off and wait, stuff like wait, that. So, really? Oh, I don't even remember yeah, that shit. Son. Oh my god! So it's like, jeez, it's like when when Mayor Giuliani was being triumphed as this great mayor, right? Trash. <laughs> and now we see what really type of person he's he's suffering from something. Yeah, but yeah. We see what he's about. Those things are intertwined. Don't get it fucking twisted. Niggas feeling some type of way towards Muslims and Mayor Giuliani being heralded as some amazing mayor at the same time. Those two things were congruent. They they were together. So now we look at Mayor Giuliani, we say he's a clown. And now we look at people who try to demonize the Muslim community and be like, Yo, what are you doing? Like you are clearly being xenophobic and stereotyping. Right. But that's just the progression of societies. So we're not always going to get it right. Joe Biden's not always going to get it right. I'm, I, I don't really hold on to the ideology of holding it over his head. I do feel like the problem is he's never really apologized for it. He needs to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's never set out his mouth that he apologizes for any of those things that took place back in those times. Yeah, and that's the problem I have with it. And he, and he needs to be reconciled on that aspect of it. Yeah. But I also don't think that he holds those same ideologies that he did when he voted for it. Yeah, because he got older. Um, he, he grew in another... Uh, he grew in his political career into somebody else. I mean, this, this man was beside Barack Obama for eight years of his life. I'm saying you can't... If that ain't growth, I don't be, know what is. You can't be besides Barack Obama for eight years... And still hold on to some of the things that you held on to back in the past. Facts, I agree. You can, but it, I find it hard to believe. Yeah, that me me personally, unless you want to just be cynical about politics altogether and think it's all a a dog and pony show. Um, <laughs> but I don't I don't really subscribe to to that. But um, vice presidential debate. Who do you think is going to win this joint? Uh, between Harris and Pence. I've always looked at Pence as um anti like. He's like the auntie because <laughs> a lot of people, I feel like we we even, I don't know if we said it on a podcast or we said it just amongst each other. I feel like in a lot of ways, bro, Pence is the one we need to worry about because Pence is not, he doesn't outwardly act like Trump, but I, oh, I can only imagine he doesn't outwardly act like Trump, but what if deep down inside he is worse than Trump? Like he is Trump, but we just don't know yet because we're not, I feel like what he, what he thinks about and what he discusses 
He doesn't verbally just say it. He's not on Twitter. Donald Trump lets you know everything he's thinking, everything he's saying at the drop of a dime. This guy, I feel like, is a bit more calculated, a bit more crafty. Pence is more palatable <laughs> yes. for for the for the middle, mm-hmm. and that's what makes Pence a little bit more scary than Trump. Like Trump just turns you off, right? If you're not about that shit that Trump is about, you're not even trying to hear about Trump. Mm-hmm. But Pence gives off that demeanor where it's like, oh well, he's rational. I could, I, I. I could listen to him. Pence is a killer, bro. <laughs> He's but, too calm Pen- sometimes for me. I'm like, this. but Pence got some shit that if you look at some of, he's like really, really. The problem is like with with any side of the of the aisle, but specifically with Republicans, is they tend to attach a lot of policy to religion, mm. and. There's supposed to be a separation of church and state for the very reason of not doing that. Mm -hmm. And so the policies that they justify, you can justify any policy. Let's not get it. Let's not get it wrong. You can justify any fucking policy on any side of the aisle. You could justify abortion. You could justify being pro-life only and not believing in abortion. You can make arguments on both sides. Now, it depends on how convincing you are. And it also depends on uh, how it aligns with how the the Constitution was originally designed. Um, And that's kind of tricky to say because the Constitution wasn't originally designed for half of the people at it. And envelopes now wasn't designed for black people, women, except poor white people. Um, So it's hard to say that. But in the essence of what it stood for or supposed to stand for, which is equity and and equality for all and all that shit. Um, when you listen to Pence, a lot of his ideologies are enveloped in religious beliefs. And that's not how the country is supposed to be run because I may have a different religious belief than you do. Right. And now if the government favors me because of my religious belief, then you have an unequal situation, which goes against the Constitution not how the country is supposed to be ran. And that's why we have so many problems is because people are doing it not not by accident, but by design. They're, they're articulating certain arguments that oppress other groups, but make it seem like it's for another reason. Um, and I think that's what Pence represents for me is is all of the the, the oppression, but enveloped in something nice. Um, and I think that's a little bit of what you're saying. I also think that Kamala's going to wipe the fucking floor with this nigga yeah, on, yeah, a, on a debate stage. Yeah, yeah. Kamala, she's, whether, you know what I mean? She, she, she's like a hater to love it. The underdog's on top, you know? she She's definitely the game. She, she's definitely, the, bro, she came back, bro. We thought she was, we she's thought she was finished. She's definitely the game. We thought she <laughs> like, was finished. She said, ha, I got a trick for you. Yep, yep. She tried her solo career. Yeah. And then, you know, she was with G-Unit for a minute. Right. She was with the Democrats. Then she did her solo career. Right. And she's like, yo, I'm back. Um, I also think, too, she's... The, the thing that gives her a lot is, obviously, for a long time, you know, it didn't just start with Hillary. You know, we can go as far as back as, you know, the good old Shirley Chisholm, or Rob Peter, the, the, the great Shirley Chisholm. Um, when people see a woman who is going after 
anybody's head, white man's head, black man's head, people tend to be like, we need to make sure the underdog is treated a certain way. I feel like more black women than anything are going to want to see this woman just win off the strength of she's black. Like, generally speaking, not saying every black person felt like this, but a large majority of us only really voted for Barack Obama without even knowing that he was a senator, whether, you know, not knowing where he was from, not knowing his backstory, not even knowing that Michelle Obama, before she became his wife, she was his fucking boss. Um, They don't care about that. They just cared about him being black and they just went to the polls. Mm. But I feel like this particular situation with um, Kamala Harris, they don't just care that she's black. They care that she may be the first and she may be the reason why a lot of things get changed in this country if she's playing with these people on a grand stage and she's literally what you just said she's going to do, clean and wipe the floor with this nigga. Because she's articulate, she has her accolades, um, she's been in positions where she was um, in a... um, position where she could either change your life or end your life on some prison shit you know what i mean so she was in those rooms where a lot of black women don't really get to sit in on and make crucial decisions and now she's playing on one of the major stages so i think she's gonna do what the fuck she came here to do and that's to clean up shop yeah i think (laughs) i think pence is in trouble pence has never been in in a situation where he had to feel the wrath of an articulate very articulate strong black woman. I know black women hate the word strong right, nowadays, right. but that is what Kamala is. I'm sorry. She, she's an alpha she, woman. Yeah, she yeah, she is alpha. definitely out there for blood. Yeah, she, for the good. primary, yeah. she didn't hold no punches against nobody. She was going for blood. It was to her detriment at some point because I think it was a little bit overbearing mm-hmm. to, to some audiences after a while. I know for me, it was like, all right, some of the stuff you bringing up is kind of crazy. Like when she would not let go of fucking uh, uh, Mike Bloomberg mm-hmm. and she just kept attacking. I was like, all right, my nigga, like you, we, we don't need this every debate. Mm. But she Pence has never dealt with nothing like Kamala Harris before because he's never probably been in a room with with a black woman before. Like on or where he had to like he had to value her opinion. He's probably been in, in rooms with black women where he had to just uh, mosey about the room. But where if she says something, he has to actually acknowledge it. And I'm I'm not saying that on some uh, Pence is, is super racist type. But where Pence is from, right. let's, let's just keep it a buck. Where he's from and how he moves and everything. Do you think he had to deal with a, a big mama before? No. Hell no. Hell no. And... Kamala is definitely that auntie that will turn into big mama for the family Quick fast. in the next 20 years. Right. She will be the big mama that tells everybody what they need to do uh, to make sure that the family's still functioning. And he will not know what the fuck to do when she comes at him hard hitting with facts and just tears his shit up. Mm-hmm. And I agree with everything that you said. I think a lot of people see once once people got past the whole they want Stacey Abram and, oh, this is the stereotypical black woman that they would choose. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, we got to stop just finding fault in everything. Jeez Louise. But yeah. once they got past that, I think people do look at her like you said. It's more and, and people are more well versed in politics this this time. around. I feel like this time around and just with. um, I feel like within the last four years since Trump has uh, become president, a lot more people 
have taken politics as their own. Like, you know what? Instead of complaining, I'm going to actually get into the conversation. So I'm going to uh, get more familiar with certain laws. I'm going to get more familiar with certain tacks that are used when, you know, the news is talking about certain things. I'm going to get more well diverse with um, who was this person in this town and who represents my community on a local level, who represents it on the state level, you know, um, people who are part of uh, certain um, organizations that do things in my community and how does that translate into, you know, how things get funded and disseminated into my community. So I feel like within the last four years, everybody has gotten their polit- uh, political steeds up. Like everybody, generally. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So now we can have I, better conversations. A hundred percent. You are a thousand percent correct, bro. Like I agree. Everybody has, since Trump has said, what the, f- <laughs> let me find out how the fuck to change this shit. Because, <laughs> niggas is telling me that the president don't really got power right. who the fuck got power right. like how to and it really showed during the coronavirus oh, because yeah. Cuomo at least in New York Cuomo and de Blasio even though it's a bit of a shit show definitely, uh, definitely a they shit. definitely they definitely did things counter to what the president was trying to have the states do mm-hmm. and that has a lot to do with who was voted in because I guarantee you if Giuliani was around we all have Corona. We now. also got to see how they think because some of them were using regular language. Like I did, there was points in times where, um, what's the name of the white guy that always, uh, uh, talks about the CDC updates, the old white guy. He he's, you're talking about Fauci. Yeah, no, not Fauci. Fauci. Um, uh, I don't know his position, but, um, I remember he was taught, he, he, but he, he always gives general updates on, you know, what CDC is saying and, you know, uh, things about staying home. Not Cuomo, not Mayor Bill de Blasio. Uh, he's much more older than they are. Um, mm-hmm. He was like, you know, all you guys have to do is stay home, like stay the hell home. And I was just like, interesting. Like they're using language that's like, I want you to understand what I'm saying in layman terms. So I'm going to mix it into what we actually have to say, what's on this paper, but I'm going to take my fucking glasses off and act like your grandfather. <laughs> stay the fuck home, Jonathan. <laughs> Just stay home. And it's like, if you really don't got to go outside, don't go outside. I feel like me and you and a, a lot of other people that do listen to this was taking that adherence seriously, while other people was just like, fuck all that. This shit ain't really that real. I'm gonna be wildin' and I'm and then when you get it, it's like, oh, it's really never and then now you right now you realize you got some shit that could potentially end your life. Because you ain't fucking end listen. your life or fuck you up. Right. You ain't listen. But no, you make a great point because yeah, I think that during this time you got to see your politicians for who they were as individuals as well as politicians. Mm-hmm. You got to see them be on some like, yo, I'm gonna just talk to y'all straight, cause this shit <laughs> This shit getting crazy. Yo, stay your ass inside, dog. Cause <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's gonna get you feel me? Like, you had niggas on TV. Even with the protests. Oh, you had yeah. people like Jelani and other people like, yo, this shit gotta fucking stop. Like, or some real shit. <laughs> and it's like, oh, nah, this ain't no no uh political dress up. No. These niggas is telling it how they really feel right, at this like, moment in time. Like in their heart. Like he might like he <laughs> might he might cough up a lung if he if he keep getting red the way he is. <laughs> yeah, like, yo, this shit ain't nah, this ain't it, man. Like like so you definitely saw that. And the way niggas talk to New Yorkers versus 
how anybody <laughs> right. else could get away with it. It's hilarious. Very hilarious. Watching New York politicians is funny as fuck. But um, another thing that's funny, and I don't give a fuck. Um, I don't wish death on nobody, but it's definitely ironic. Trump has coronavirus. So <laughs> my beautiful sister, Lisa, who... I I know she don't listen to this shit. <laughs> she don't listen to this shit. Jesus Christ, she don't listen to this podcast. But my beautiful sister Lisa told my mom the other day, Mom, he been had that shit. Mm. She was like, he been had it. They were trying to suppress it for the longest. And now that the way that shit is going right now for him and what's happening in the political sector... He felt like now is probably a great time to just use it. Like, all right, cool, I got it. And then put things in kind of like this discombobulated way. Because you know this nigga Trump, he's just an extra nigga. So um, I don't think he ever was um, sick sick. I feel like he had it and they had it contained. The thing I didn't understand today was that, I don't know, bro. I feel like when they use certain words, it's a code word. I heard today on the fucking radio he was released early from the um from the uh, some army base that they had him on, which is I guess like a clinic for like I guess where where the president is specifically going. He's not going to like a regular Walt, Walter Reed Hospital. Yeah, Walter yeah. Reed Hospital. They said he was released because the doctors gave him supplemental oxygen. Brother, can you explain what the fuck is supplemental oxygen? I don't know what the fuck that is. I really don't. So his <laughs> O2 level supposedly dropped twice. While so let let's. Let me first say, I know there's a large community of people who don't believe he got it um, at all. And they feel like this is a ploy. And I know there's a large community of people that are confused about the timeline about it. Um, And the confusion comes from a good place because the doctors confuse people. Yeah. So when originally it it came out that he had the virus, it said that he he tested positive on Thursday of uh, last week. Um. But then the doctors came out on Saturday and said, yeah, we've been treating, uh, he's, he's been diagnosed for 72 hours, which would have pushed it back to Wednesday. Um, and so people are like, well, did this nigga have the virus and knew about it and just was like, yo, fuck it. I, I tested positive, but I, I don't feel nothing. Or did he not know and did the doctors misspeak? Uh, mm. I I can't debate that. We don't know. Mm. Um, I think he has it. I'm I'm not under the volition that he didn't have it. I know there's a lot of people who speculate that he didn't. Reason why I believe he has it is because one, they tried to suppress the information coming out, and two, um, it goes against everything that he said for this election regarding his presidency and what they've done with coronavirus and how the virus is no longer in the country. The virus is, is suppressed. The vi- we, we need to just move on. If the president of the United States in fucking October, when this shit started in February, can get coronavirus, best believe this virus is not contained. This shit is still out here alive and well because they was also saying that he may have gotten it when they had some uh some some uh garden. They had an event. Yeah, they had an event. 
for the new uh, justice that he's nominated, right. and everybody got it there. Yeah, there's mad niggas that got it right. now. Right, right. Kellyanne Conway. Oh shit. Um, his his press secretary got it. Oh. Chris Christie got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him hugging somebody, and I was just like, niggas was mad. Nobody had a face mask on at that shit either. Nobody had a mask. I didn't see that. Everybody was 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 <laughs> spitting in each other's face, Jeez, boy. <laughs> and you know, Chris Christie be spitting Yo, in niggas' face. Christie, he got that yeah, chin. He got that. That let me know yeah, that he spit he in people's face when he talked. Yeah, he got that double chin. That when like <laughs> when like when the chin go down, sometimes the mouth don't open until the chin go back up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he got one of those, yeah. but um. But yeah, man, I think he I think he has it. I think that more evidence points to him having it and it's fucking up his whole campaign right now cuz he's down 14 points. Yeah, because somebody cuz again too, one of the crucial things that the news said and I agree the news was like, "Yo, for somebody his age, he should be lucky that when he got it, it didn't just take him the fuck out." I'm pretty sure that whenever you become any type of real political leader, even if your health is shit, you're going to have the best fucking doctors around you, nigga. You will not well, get sick. Well, that's the thing. You can't get sick. And, like and, and that's the thing that I'm kind of concerned about because he gets the best medical treatment. Right. So By default. What, what are we talking about? Him passing from it, and again, I'm not wishing him passing right. from it. Him passing from it is very, I don't want to say it's minuscule, but... Is not as high as the average person. That's his age. Who is his right. age, Correct. and his and has his comorbidity, core morbidity, morbidities that would get the virus. Correct. It's not going to be the same. Correct. So I don't want people, which we naturally know is going to happen, and it de- definitely depending on how he decides to spin this shit when he is feeling well. People will look at it and be like, "See, this virus ain't that serious." He's 70, 74, I think. He uh, is obese, and he's this, and he's that, and he's fine. Because that's not going to be the case for your seventy-four-year-old uh, great uncle who catches corona um, and passes. Mm, mm, like I know people who literally, unfortunately, they threw a party over the summertime, and family members died. Oh, oh. from corona. Oh, wow. So. They threw a party for said person for their birthday. Said person got corona at this party. Said person died from corona. And they were in their upper upper 70s. Oh, wow. So this is what we're talking about. You're not going to get Walter Reed treatment where this niggas is getting experimental drugs and shit, cocktails of antibodies. Nigga, you don't got access to that. Your, your, your health care is not... It's not covering that. That's a fact. So, it's not. You know, that's my fear is he's going to get over this shit. He's going to be fine. And niggas is going to take that to mean, oh, well, now we listen to his personal experience of having the virus and it's probably not that bad. Um, he's the fucking president. It ain't going to be that bad. He's the president. <laughs> like we He's got, the president. And that's where common sense has to come in for everybody. You don't have to believe in politics to believe that if you are the leader of the free will, not just him being the president, it could have been any president. If you're the president over any type of country, any type of land, you're going to have the best of the best, even if you're corrupt. Clean. That's a fact. Like, there's no, it's a no-brainer. Like, he's going to be fine. Could get, he could get AIDS. Yeah. And that nigga will still He'll, have 100 years on his life. They will give him the best the treatment. The best, bro. Best. So... Don't try and equate his shit to your shit. It ain't the same. 
<laughs> it, ain't, it ain't the same. And I know there's some niggas out here that's willing to do that. Um, really quick uh, check-in with Jamie Harris versus Lindsey Graham. And yes, we are super political this episode. Um, but this is that has in both sides, politics and entertainment, baby. Um, Jamie Harris and Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham looked like he might get the fuck up out of here. He is. This is a Republican state. And Jamie Harris has been wiping the floor with his ass. <laughs> like Jamie Harris is a black man uh, who is uh, South Carolina, which is where Lindsey Graham is the senator for. And Lindsey Graham is not raising as much money as this this dude. And he is not. They just had a debate last night and homie was cooking him. Where did, so where, Lindsay, where, did where, where did James uh, Harris come from? I feel like he just came out of fucking nowhere. He kind of did come out of nowhere. I mean, to us New Yorkers, right, I'm yeah, sure yeah. there's some. Yeah, I'm sure there's some Southern South Carolinians. Yeah. They know what that they are know like. No, nah, he been here, but for the national stage, he definitely came out of nowhere. He just started putting out ads. I seen a couple, and Lindsey Graham is vulnerable for some reason. Uh, his South Carolina seems to be turning purple, is what they say when. It's a middle between blue, uh, Democratic and Republican. Okay. And it seems to be a purple state right now. So purple is like I what? Guess They're like in the middle? In the middle. Okay. And Lindsey Graham, if you remember, so the history of Lindsey Graham is he was once a middle-of-the-road politician. And he hung out with John McCain. Mm-hmm. And he oftentimes would reach across the aisle and um, I think there was another senator that was a Democrat that he used to be cool with. Uh, the Democrat passed and John McCain passed. Around that time, Lindsey Graham started sucking Donald Trump's nuts. And I guess his constituents are not really feeling it. So they basically told him uh, or they're telling him, you know, what I mean, we don't really fuck with you the same way. Right. So we'll see what happens with that. But it's an important election for everybody to kind of keep their eye on. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the Salino and Barnes joint, bro. Yo, that shit, bro. Reading that at work this yeah, I don't know morning? much about it. Yeah, so I was basically, I was just on my phone. You know, you know, I work overnights, and I came across the Daily News on the fucking Citizen app. And according to the um, Daily News, um, Steve Barnes, um, who is... Um, with Salino and Barnes, one of the most powerful, you know, law firms in American history. They they uh they've been in existence for the last thirty plus forty something years. And for guy for you guys who don't know who Salino and Barnes is, all I gotta do is sing the fucking jingo. The jingo is Salino and Barnes, eight, 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 ten. Like they got that whole thing. So um yeah, Steve Barnes was in his aircraft um at sixty one years old. They said the plane crashed on Saturday. Um they didn't say nothing about inclement weather. They didn't say if he was, like, under any type of influence. They also said he was with his daughter, and his daughter died in a plane crash with him. Um, uh, Salino and Barnes, um, Barnes actually left the company in 2017. Barnes actually left the company in 2017 because they said at that particular time in their um, business relationship, both of them was not seen eye to eye and bringing on brand new lawyers. They weren't seen eye to eye and um um changing uh and getting new locations bro they had a beef about their phone number mm. bro they had a beef about their phone number can you imagine bro me and you cuz according to daily news Salino and Barnes um separate like them alone they made 12 million dollars a year 
That's amazing. Beefing over, over a, a phone, phone number. number. That's some serious shit, bro. That's and to change the phone number was nine was I think uh nine hundred thousand dollars. If they were gonna change the number, I was like, whoa, yeah, bro. It's it's crazy, bro. How you that, you could make so I mean, much money speak, and just fuck up a friendship. But that also speaks to not every when when you end up in a partnership or you end up in a business with someone that you don't necessarily click with or doesn't necessarily have the same business sense as you. Mm-hmm. Like you guys together created this amazing product. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean that y'all are the greatest team members. It just means that for whatever reason, y'all came together, y'all created this great thing, and now y'all stuck with each other with this great thing. Mm-hmm. But this person has a whole other way they want to do it, and this person has a whole other way they want to do it. And... Y'all can't agree on shit. And that is a scary place to be because imagine that, bro. You make this amazing product that's bringing you $12 million a year. You don't want, neither one of y'all necessarily want to break that shit up or, Correct. <laughs> or leave it because it's $12 million a year. Correct. But you're also dealing with someone that you don't really vibe with, at least on a business level. And then again, as you said, it leads down to a road of now this is fucking up our friendship. Now I got to look at you sideways because i don't necessarily agree with how you do shit right right so uh um i know uh they said selino had you know um wrote something to the daily news and basically was you know it's unfortunate that they did not um they weren't still intact in terms of you know it being um selino and barnes as in barnes still with the company because barnes left so selino was just running the company um, and he was like, you know, you know, just his condolences to the family and, you know, he's going to reach out to them when he can. And even though they didn't work out in business, that was still his friend. In my mind, though, if me and my friend built this thing and my friend died and prior to him dying, I know my friend left the company like three years ago. I don't I don't know if I would ever get over that, to be honest. I think I'll be like, I'll be tormented for years just being like, yo, like my friend really died, but we weren't friends in the end. That shit, that's crazy. Oh, oh over business, I think, yeah, that would, that would leave a up. little stain yeah, on me. That, would that me That's not something that I'm just going to be on some like, eh, it is what it is type right. shit. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how deep the fracture got due to the business, right. but I, I, I wouldn't be able to, to do that. Um, you had posed this question, uh, or you? I think it was a meme. Yeah, you yeah, saw it was maybe. a meme. Yeah. Um, um regarding yeah, yeah, go ahead, yeah. Bro. Would it be wrong for a woman to abort a child the father wants? Now the comments, as you know, bro, the comment, yo, the comment section, bro, be real crazy. Comments be worse than the post, bro. God, comments damn. be wild. One chick was like, at the end of the day. It's the woman's body, and I don't give a fuck how much she want that baby. If I want to uh, abort it, I'm going to abort it. That's like me sucking a nigga dick. If I want to swallow, I'm going to swallow the cow. I'm just like, yo, y'all fucking, yo, some of y'all chicks be killing me, son. Dead ass. Because when I see shit like that, you make me want to, you make me scared to actually want to commit. Dead ass. Like, I'm be scared. Like, you just don't I mean, know people, so- man. For for me, I think in a uh, a healthy 
relationship, it would always be some form of a conversation first. I don't know how that conversation would go. I'm not saying that that conversation would uh, go one way or the other, but I would presume that in a healthy relationship, if you don't want to have uh, said baby and I want to have said baby, we're going to come sit down together and weigh out the pros and cons of why versus why not. Um, And I do agree and believe that ultimately it is the woman's decision if she chooses to have said baby or not. Right. I just think that if you're in a relationship with somebody, you would at least take into consideration their thoughts and feelings. That's like, because if the, if it was flipped, I don't think anybody would necessarily like agree with that stance. Like I don't agree. I don't think anybody would agree with a man forcing a woman to have a baby um, because they, they want the baby. So they, they do everything in their power to make sure that she has it, which has happened. And we all agree is wrong and disgusting. But if a woman says like, yo, I don't want to have the baby and the man wants it or vice versa. If, if the woman wants to keep the baby rather, and a dude is like, nah, you got to abort that. Like you have to have an abortion. Otherwise, it's going to get crazy for you. I don't think anybody would agree with that. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't think they will. So, too. I, oh. so I do think that there is a conversation. If you're in a relationship, if it's just y'all was fucking and Shorty said, yo, I'm pregnant and you like, oh, well, I want to keep it. And she's like, nah, that's not happening. Homie, you got to take your L. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Y'all, y'all are not committed to one another. And no matter what you may perceive uh, might be the case where it's like, oh, nah, but I could take care of y'all or whatever the case is. If she's looking at it and is like, this is not going to work out for me. And I don't think that this I'm ready for this type of commitment, either with you or to myself or to this child that would be conceived or well, not conceived, but would be birthed. Um you got to, I feel like as a man, you got to, you have to be mature enough to reconcile with that. Um, You're right. If y'all are not together. In a relationship, I think y'all should have at least, at least have a conversation. That's that's my opinion. I don't know if you have anything else for that. I mean, I'm also, I'm also thinking about the flip side. The flip side is what if you're dealing with a shorty and you don't want, you don't want her to keep the baby. And she's like, next time I get pregnant, I'm keeping it. You, you yeah, gotta, you I gotta mean, take that's that L too. <laughs> you gotta take that. Like, what are you gonna do, bro? Like, like it's it's really it's 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 really one of those situations where it's hard for certain people to understand because they're not a woman, right? But if you really think about it, and it's like if you if you get something, if you want to drink alcohol, right, right, and I tell you. Nah, you shouldn't drink alcohol. It's going to fuck you up. And you say, fuck you, nigga. I want to drink alcohol. What am I going to do? I'm going to fight you for the alcohol bottle. You know what I'm saying? Like, And if you want to give up alcohol, and I'm like, nah, nigga, we got to go turn up. You got to drink. You're going to look at me like, bro, you got to respect my wishes. Right. This This is my body at the end of the day. I get to choose if I want to drink the alcohol. Or if I want to give up the alcohol. Mm-hmm. 
Now, alcohol is not a child. Not saying that at all. Right. But it's just the volition of this is my body. So, yeah, the difference is there's no uh, connection in that case. But in a sense of there being a connection, maybe we bought a car together or something like that. If we bought a car together and you want to give up the car, we should have a conversation about giving up the car. Right. Before you give it up. Right. And then if I agree, yo, you right, bro. Like, we should give up the car. Cool. But if we get a car and we didn't really sign no paperwork, maybe it was a gift. Maybe uh, so I gave you $10,000 and you decided to get the car, whatever the case is. And you end up getting a car and then you like, yo, fuck it. I don't want this car no more. I'm about to sell it. I can't then come to you and be on something like, nah, nigga, use my money to get the car. You need to. Yeah, I, I don't want you to give up the car. I like the car. Mm. It's up to you to be like, well, I'm still giving up the car. <laughs> you know what I mean? You gave me this gift uh, or, or you or, or we you, you gave me this bread for it. Um, and now I want to give up the car. You know what I mean? Like, you gave me the bread. I didn't, I, we not, we didn't make no commitment to this bread. Mm-hmm. You just was like, oh, you want a car? I'm going to give you eight towards it. And then I got the car. And then three months later, I'm like, nah, fuck it. I, I can't do this car. I can't then turn around and be like, yo, nigga, I gave you eight for that car. You better keep that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think people got to just change their perspective a little bit. If this woman is saying that she's not willing to put her body through X, Y, and Z, um, but you were like, but I want the child. You're not that woman. And it's especially from a black man perspective, thinking about black women and the high morbidity rate of black women passing when giving birth. I'm not, I listen, whatever you, whatever you want. And that's not on some like flippant shit about life, um, but it's more so on, I got to listen to you and your and your body, your wants and your instincts on that on that situation. Um, BET Hip Hop Awards will be coming up in the next two weeks, so we let's go through some of these categories. Best Hip Hop Video, we got the Baby Bop, the Baby featuring Roddy Rich, Rockstar, Drake Tootsie Slide, Future featuring Drake, Life Is Good, Little Baby, The Bigger Picture, and Roddy Rich, The Box. Who you got for Damn, that? Damn, baby got nominated for Matt. He might as well just win the fucking shit. Yeah, I'm gonna say it's probably between the baby and I don't. I'm I'm going to throw the bigger picture in there just because little baby's on a tear right now. But the baby, um, I think is probably taking taking that one home. Yeah, he's probably gonna take that home for for whichever video he got because he's on a run right now. He's him him him. Him and Lil Baby got their own separate thing, but I feel like the baby got he got the torch right now. He he running with it. Yeah. It's Lil Baby, the baby, and Roddy Rich right now that are just They're running the game killing. right now. Yeah, they're running it. So then we got Best Collaboration, The Baby featuring Roddy Rich, Rockstar, Future featuring Drake, Life is Good, Jack, Jack Hallow featuring Tory Lanez, The Baby, Lil Wayne, What's Poppin', Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce, Savage. Megan Thee Stallion featuring Nicki Minaj. Uh, first of all, that shit is a year old. Yeah, Hot Girl yeah, Summer. Yeah, I, what? 
and DJ Mustard featuring Roddy Rich balling. Um, Meg Thee Stallion is taking one say, of those. In the my fu- I was about to say, where the fuck is uh, where the fuck is uh, WAP? Uh, I guess they're not considering it, bro. WAP um, is one of the biggest records of this year, like dead ass on mad platforms. Well, remember they go from October, they go from October to. I don't know when the endpoint is, but I'm sure it was before WAP came out. Okay. Um, but in this yeah. case, I'm saying Meg, Meg yeah, the yeah. Stallion. Mega's Mega's gonna take that. Jack Jack Harlow is not winning because Tory Lanez is on his shit. I was about to say, um, yeah, and it's crazy because to me, Tory Lanez got the the best verse on that remix, son. I, I gotta listen to it again. That's, but that's, Lil Wayne been on a fucking tear too lately with the new music he's been putting yeah, out. Yeah, he has been too, yeah. Um, Future and Drake, sorry. Uh, all of y'all, yeah, I think Meg is taking that. Best duo or group? Chris Brown and Young Thug, City Girls, Earth Gang, Jack Boys, Migos, and Run the Jewels. Oh, it's definitely going to be uh, Young Thug. I hear that record every fucking day. I hear that shit on multiple radio stations, that one fucking song. Yeah. And they just released got, the other single. I got Chris Brown and Young yeah, Thug winning they that, definitely taking sure. that. <laughs> Lyricist of the Year. Uh-oh. Big Sean, The Baby, Drake, J. Cole, Meg Thee Stallion, Rhapsody. I might have to give it to Sean, dog. I think I'm giving it to Sean, that too. Fucking, I, I love that. And first of all, the videos he been, his videos have, he's not shooting the same type of videos anymore. Zen the fuck out, nigga. I'm like, oh, this nigga is on. Um, Lithonia, when he's in the elevator and then the elevator transforms into like a miniature version. Nigga, he, Nigga, he, 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 it's, he's taking it. The baby's not a lyricist. No, he's not. He's entertaining. Drake hasn't put put out a lyrical project. Right. Jake J. Cole only dropped singles. Right. Meg Thee Stallion is not a lyricist. Correct. And Rhapsody, I haven't heard her latest. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, her, her, but her project was dope, but I feel like the way Big Sean came stupid on this motherfucker, man. Detroit. And plus, it was highly anticipated. So Yeah, so I would put it between Big Sean and Rhapsody, but I have... Big Sean winning yeah, that. Yeah, Big Sean's going to take that. Um, hip-hop artists of the year. Oh. The Baby, Drake, big Future, Little Baby, Meg Thee Stallion, Roddy Rich. Ah, this hard. Hip-hop, hip-hop artists of the year. That's, that's big. I'm going for Meg. I think they're giving it to Meg. Uh, the, the Baby, the, maybe. The, it's, it's, I think it's Meg, Little Baby. Because people like him. Meg or Little Baby before the baby for me. Okay. Because Little Baby, remember, Little Baby just sold, uh, what was it? Yeah, he just went He pl- was the only one uh, to go yeah, platinum. The only one to go platinum like in that. 2020, yeah. You know double, what I'm double, so I'm he, sorry. D- double, double platinum. Du- yeah, my double, bad. I'm <laughs> sorry, platinum. I'm sorry, Little Baby. Double platinum. <laughs> double platinum in 2020. Meg Thee Stallion is, is arguably the hottest hip hop act. Right. Um, and, and she's a woman. The, right. The baby is 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 in there, but he's not. I think he's he's not at the same level as little baby and Meg right now. Roddy Rich is rising. Mm-hmm. Drake, I don't think Drake took Drake took the year, but they they they're phasing they're phasing that sound of rap out. They're phasing out the Drake's futures. Yeah, all of the Sean. And, so I don't really see and, Drake cleaning up. And like I don't that. think Drake. We know Drake don't care, bro. Like we we know that. Nah, we don't care. Drake's numbers are are outlandish. Right. So it's just all Drake the way don't in give a fuck world. about. 
he don't give a fuck about no BET hip hop awards. Cause he's looking at this like this is for the kids. And it is for the it kids. It is for the kids. It's they for the- want they want they want the the twenty year olds to watch this and want their favorite artists to win. Correct. And Drake Drake is becoming what Jay Z was to us to the the niggas underneath us. Correct. He's just the nigga that everybody knows is dope. Right. And no matter what he does, he's gonna go platinum. Right. But he don't need to win every fucking. Every he, he doesn't excite them. Seeing little baby win an award is gonna excite these niggas and, and, and get and them to watch. At the end of the day, you know the award shows have a responsibility of helping the culture move forward by because it's not just about the award. We want these niggas to win at some point, so let them win. They should win. Yeah, yeah. They should win. A uh, song of the year, Bop. Oh, Life is Good. Ooh. Rock Star. Ooh. Savage Remix. Jeez. The Box. Tootsie Slide. Oh, this is tough. Yo, I could hold This is ugly. Tootsie Slide came out, bro. It was unexpected, my nigga. And he shot the whole shit in his mansion. He showed off the Tootsie Slide. Tootsie Slide is up there, Uh, but I think they're giving it to that Savage Remix. Nah, I think they might give it to Bop. And Bop is short, straight to the point, but it's just the way he came off on Bop. They not... They not they not not letting anything with Beyonce get that shit. What about Savage got Beyonce? What about on. what about the box? Cause that record goes it still goes stupid. The, the box was this is a the good way it comes category. on, bro. The way that doop, doop, nigga, you about, it's like you're going into a fucking an asylum, my nigga. Like you watching Ratchet on Netflix. The box was like arguably one of the longest running number ones Ever. in the longest yes. time. Tootsie Slide was an internet sensation. Facts. It took Savage over Remix. Savage Remix took over the whole quarantine. Yes, it did. Um, and Beyonce's on it, so it's very hard for me to see them not giving it to Meg. Right. Rockstar. Rockstar is probably my favorite song out yeah, of this. Rockstar is a fire record. And Life is Good. Life is Good shouldn't be on here. Life, life, life is, is Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life is Good. It, it, it wasn't it for me, but. And then Bop, Bop was one of my favorite songs from The Baby, but it's not as big as Savage or The Box or Tootsie Slide. I feel like out of those three, right. that's where the winner's going to reside. And I feel like they're going to they're gonna load up on Meg because of the whole situation that happened. And and it's, uh, it's it was a good song. Um, hip-hop album of the year, The Baby... Uh, blame it on baby, the baby Kirk, future high off life, little baby my turn, <coughs> ah, little baby my turn, Meg the Stallion Sugar, Roddy Rich, please excuse me for being antisocial. And you said this is for album of the year. This is album of the year. Repeat the categories again. The baby, blame it on baby. The Baby Kirk, Future High Off Life, Little Baby My Turn, Meg the Stallion Sugar, and Roddy Rich. Please excuse me for being antisocial. I think, bro, I think that shit's going to the baby. I think it's going to Roddy Rich. Okay. Um. The baby, the baby got two up here, so his chances should be high. Right. But Roddy Rich's joint definitely, if they're going by numbers, killed everything on this list. Okay. And 
Meg the Stallion shit was trash. It definitely was Sugar trash. Was not, Sugar was trash. Yeah, Sugar was not yeah, it. Sugar was trash. Little Little Baby might get it too. Little Baby, My Turn was uh, another big album. That was the one that went double platinum twice. Right. Well, so, yeah. Well, they would be dumb not to give it to him because of that. Because his, I mean, that that his old, oh, that means his pro, his project in an entirety went fucking platinum, which means every record niggas was fucking with enough to be like, oh, we gonna buy this shit. Yeah, so I got it between the two of them, and I'm going to give it to Roddy Rich. You said you got the baby, Yeah, I got right? the baby on when, that, yeah. All right. And then I think this is the final uh, round. Uh, best new hip-hop artist. Flo Millie, Jack Harlow, Mulatto, NLE Chopper, Pop Smoke, and Rod Wave. They're going to give it to Pop Smoke because he passed. 100%. Yeah. Pop Smoke is... And he's a better... He's a well, well, way more well-known artist than any. He of was, things. yeah. Uh, his during his run, he was well, and plus, Pop Smoke had a sound that was his sound is infectious. Everybody was trying to mimic his shit on some, whether it was to 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 do a verse or to do a hook. That sound, you know, what I mean, they they just killed that young boy, man. They just, yeah. I would say that he probably does not belong in this category. Yeah, they need to give him like an honorable mention, like a tribute. Yeah, he's been out longer than all of these artists. Most of these artists on this list just came out on the XXL cover. Um, So to some extent, I'm like iffy on that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like without Pop Smoke on here, it's definitely a three-way tie between Mulatto... NLE Chopper and Rod Wave. I would give it to either Rod Wave or Mulatto out of them. Okay. Um Mulatto is rising really quickly. She's gonna be a household name yeah, in about a she's, year. She's she's a snapper, bro. She she's she's beautiful, but she can spit like those bar. I could see her becoming the next Nicki Minaj. She could do she could do the city girl shit and she could spit spit. Right. So she all she needs is to continue to put out hits. And all she needs is one really big record. And that's it. And, yeah, that's it. and she's going to be in a conversation with Meg, Cardi, Nikki, all, all of them. Yeah. And and Nikki got to take a break because she just had she her just baby. Had a baby. Congratulations fact. to Nikki. Yeah, congrats um, to Nikki. Tell me a little bit about this Thomas Jefferson Bird situation, bro. Yo, bro. Uh, heartbreaking is not the fucking word, bro. Um. According to the Daily News, it's still a developing case. Um, you know, this brother, uh, Thomas Jefferson Bird, is a staple. If you guys um, really are into Spike Lee movies, he's been in several. I only listed three here. Um, he's definitely mm. was in He Got Game. He definitely was in Chirac, if you guys are paying attention. And he definitely wasn't uh, one of Spike Lee's most classic movies, Bamboozled. Um, he was in ATL. They didn't say where he was um he was shot um over the weekend eight times bro eight times in the back which means he probably was his back was facing towards where the gunman was and the gunman and they didn't say how it happened they didn't say why it happened um i i would like to believe that at 70 years old you're not still gang affiliated i would like to believe at 70 years old if you are an established actor um because he also had an amazing theater career from what i was reading according to the uh, daily news article i would uh hate to believe that at that age you are still doing things that would put you in 
precarious situations such as getting shot multiple times, um, eight times at that in the back. Um, so he was shot in Atlanta. Spike Lee um, gave um, the Daily News a, a, a statement and said, you know, his heart goes out um, to them. And Spike Lee actually was the one, I think, who ended up breaking the news to um, the news source of uh, the news, the news media. So I don't know, man, uh, just even talking about it is just like kind of getting me emotional because it's like, why do we still have to, you know, kill each other the way we do? Like, what's the problem? Like, what? What narrative are we like still trying to create and you know keep alive? Like, why are we killing each other? Like, still, why? I don't know. I don't know why killing is. I mean, we don't know if he was killed by another black person, or right? Not, yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't know. We can, if 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 I was to speculate, and I I don't like to speculate on things like this. I'd rather the the facts come out. But if I was to speculate. I, it sounds like it was a robbery that went wrong. Mm. Uh, somebody saw him on the street, probably tried to rob him, and maybe he fought back and something like that. That that's the only thing. That's the first thing, at least, that comes to my mind. Well, as you said, as the case develops, we'll yeah. figure out what happened. But in any case, if it was that type of situation, I don't know. I don't know why we don't realize that killing people for objects. Like when you just just say it out loud, it doesn't make sense. I'm gonna kill you for money, or I'm gonna kill you for uh, some clothing that you got on that I desire. Like it doesn't make sense, bro. It doesn't even sound sensible. It's it sounds like psychosis, honestly. I see an object that you have that I want. Or I see you and I feel like I want to take from you. And so I go and I take your life for it. It's just not a value on life that unfortunately a lot of people grow up not having. They don't value life the same way that others do. And I don't know how to combat that, honestly, because we're not, we're not in every household. So we don't know how some of these people are growing up. And some of the things that they're being taught and some of the things that they're seeing that allows them to value life differently than, I guess, how me and you and the majority of people kind of look at life and be like, yo, this is precious. I would never. You know what I mean? Right. But And speaking about precious and the value and the price of life, John Price broke up a fight between a man and a woman. When cops showed up, they tasered him. As he convulsed from the shock, they felt threatened and shot him. Now, when you sent this shit to me, honestly, bro, I didn't even fully read the whole thing. I was like, I can't do it. I I couldn't do it, bro. John Bryce, uh, John Price was was Diesel. A lot of people have reported that he was a, uh, in a sense, a humanitarian. He was someone that people considered a role model, and. They killed him like they kill everybody else, man. It's just the police. I I don't know, man. I don't want to see a police officer. I don't want to have conversations. Now, I'm not saying that I don't want to speak with. But what what I mean is, if I'm on the street and a a police officer stops me, I don't want to have no conversation with you. I don't want to nothing. Cause y'all, if y'all are that scared of black people just for being black, then you know what I mean. This divide will always be here. 
I hear a lot of police uh, on TV talking about they feel under attacked and they feel like uh, police officers aren't valued. How? Because niggas is asking you to do your job appropriately? Like, I don't get it. Like, it, it's really simple. It's not like niggas is saying, yo, y'all are whack and trash right. just because you decided to be a police officer. It's like, no, y'all are whack and trash because y'all joined a system that you that is blatantly racist. You cannot say it isn't. They literally profile people. They look at niggas and say, that's a nigga. 90% chance he did some shit. Let's go harass him so that we can get this quote unquote collar. And collar goes back to fucking slavery. So it's like, yo, the system, institution, and everything else is racist. Some people got to become police officers because that's the the way they're going to get money. I do not fault you for that. I'm not saying that you're a bad person for being a police officer. I would never say nothing like that. However, why do you get offended when we see this shit every day and niggas don't take a stance? Instead of the stance being... Oh, we're under attack. Why is it the stance? How are, what do we need to fucking do to change this? Because this is happening too often. No wonder these niggas don't have faith in our, our fucking organization. That's a fact. No wonder niggas don't believe that we, ha- we are actually there to look out for them and actually there to protect the community. All right. But that's all we got for that for now. Um, little Boosie's nephew wrecked his car. Sheesh. Basically. That's rough. Was driving the shit, fucked it up. Have you ever fucked up somebody's vehicle before driving this shit? Yes, I have. Uh, I used to do valet parking. I fucked up like about a good four <laughs> or five cars. Like when I say when I say fucked up, like real bad. How how does that work when the valet? Fu- I, I always wondered that. So when the valet fucks up a car. So this is what happens. You have a certain amount of cars you're allowed to fuck up individually. The company mm. has a certain amount of cars that they can fuck up legally. Mm. Once, whether you get the company to get to their legal number or whether you get to your individual number, it's clipped. You're done. You don't end up paying for it. Um, Depending on how many cars you damaged, you end up getting fired. Mm. Um, And and then the company pays for it? Yes, the company pays for it. So then the, 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 the person who valeted the vehicle, you then now have to um, put in a claim, an insurance claim. The insurance claim um, goes through the company and then the company talks to your insurance and then they see where they can meet up in the middle um, in terms of making sure your insurance policy doesn't go up. Because either way, when, once the accident happens, bro, somebody's shit going up. Somebody's shit going up. So, um, the val- Wait, so that's, that's interesting. So your insurance can go up if you fuck up somebody else's car valeting. Yeah, bro. Yeah. But they try to make it so that your insurance doesn't go up. Right. Because when, so, for example, bro, when you fuck up somebody's car, X, you got to put your driver's information on the claim. Mm. Yes, bro. Yeah, bro. Yes, my, my brother. Yes. Yes. See, that's some shit that, just like niggas don't know that strippers have to pay in to strip for the night, <laughs> that's some shit niggas don't know about valet. Bro. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. This motherfucking dad has some bow ties. That's really interesting. So, Jordan Woods is starting her OnlyFans. Yeah, I, I saw that and I was just like, why? Well, will, my question is, will a celebrity uh, OnlyFans ever be worth it? No. Because they're not going to put no ass and titties 
on on their their celebrity their their only fans. Right. I'm sorry. I don't think there's any celebrity that's really gonna get butt ass naked and and let you see them get fucked. Obviously they're gonna be putting other type of content on. Right. Them. Putting lingerie or maybe putting their feet, maybe putting something that they're eating, maybe, you know, exclusive content because a lot of people don't even do sex shit on there right yeah so i don't know all the thirsty niggas that think y'all gonna see uh jordan woods butt ass naked it's not happening y'all not y'all gonna get a lot of silhouette shots implied nudes uh lingerie uh maybe sexy shit y'all gonna get the same shit she got on her instagram that's it so good luck um but I do respect and I want everybody to pay attention that a lot of these celebrities are going digital. That's, that's going to be the wave in a hot second. I don't think people are understanding. A lot of your favorite celebrities are going digital. They are creating streams of income through digital means. So this OnlyFans rise that you're seeing with all these celebrities, there's a reason for it. There's a reason why all these celebrities are also trying to jump on the podcast bandwagon. Mm-hmm. Uh, because people are, I'm telling you now, we said it earlier. This winter, I feel like people are going to be inside. I don't, I'm not saying that it's going to be because of the second wave, because we spoke about this off air. But I think if a second wave does come, we're not going to shut down to the extreme that we did in February. No, we're not. Unless it gets really, really crazy. <laughs> so we're just going to have a lot of people getting sick. Um, and then that's going to have... But we are going to have restrictions. I feel like that's going to come. It's already happening in New York. We've, we're getting restrictions in certain areas, which is kind of asinine because if it's in certain areas, it's only a matter of time before it spreads to the next area. It's the same thing with the country. When they shut down one part of the country, but niggas was going to the other part of the country, it still happened. So I don't know what the mentality is with shutting down or giving certain areas stronger restrictions by area code. Fucking asinine. It doesn't make any sense. But I digress. Shit is going to get crazy. And if you are interested in finding ways to make money, you should be looking into some form of a digital market and digital branding at this point in time. Find a way to brand yourself digitally in a way that people want to hear your voice or people want to see your product. Right. If you got a, people, if you got a skill and you could teach some, like my man's, I'm not going to say his name, but he just told me that he has a master class and he's teaching people some great things. Um, and he said he's making bread. If you know how to do something and you can show people online how to do it and you're a master at it, you might want to start to look into master classes. Get that money. Yeah, digital masterclasses, making YouTube videos that can. teach people, making it private, mm-hmm. putting a little uh uh an amount of money that they got to pay to unlock the video. Mm-hmm. Like you might want to start looking into those things, um, because if we do any type of a shutdown of any moment at this time, money in terms of traditional jobs is going to start to get scarce. Right. And, jobs are- and if you had a job that was giving you X amount of dollars and now that they got to scale back, best believe your shit going to be in jeopardy. It ain't no if. That, it will be in jeopardy. Believe it. That's, that's what I mean. It's like these companies are shedding jobs. 
H&M just closed, I think, 250 stores. Son, bro, that shit was insane. To read, I was like, H&M is one of the biggest realtors in on this side of the Western Hemisphere. So for them to do that, bro, bro, that's how I know shit getting real. Shit get- that's how exactly. You gotta. Everybody has to look at the yeah, signs. I know shit getting real. Look at the signs. H&M closing 250 stores ain't, ain't no random shit. No. They're looking at the market and they're saying niggas will not be buying in store in the next couple of months. So we don't need these stores. We're losing money keeping these stores. People will not be in these stores for probably the next couple of months. And so for us to say we're closing them down, not bringing them back, tells me they don't anticipate niggas in stores for for longer than right. two to three months. And to be honest, just to add to what you're saying, bro, if you really feel like you don't have an online presence or you 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 can't start something online, listen to what the bro just said. If they're closing down stores and somebody's online presence is going to pick up, what do you think you should probably get into? Amazon is going to need motherfuckers on the street. UPS is probably going to need people. Fucking DHL. Um, any type of third party that does a a, 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 a a service in where they have to bring something to your house, you better get some wheels and jump on it because I'm telling you, it's going to go down. And just to add to that point, the market is going up for that. You do Uber, you do DoorDash, you do any yeah, of those right. things, you're getting more money than before COVID. Right. You're, you're, you're getting more money. And just, I'm letting you know. So if you don't, have if you're not that type of personality where you feel like you could go online and create some shit and make a brand out of it then you need to kind of look into those areas of getting work with like this thing we're said in that delivery service game yeah. because jobs are starting it, we're getting to the point where companies are starting to shed they're starting to shed the 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 fat and the weight because they they are not they're not waiting on the government anymore. No. I think for they a while... Can't. They can't. They were waiting for the second stimulus package, which may be coming out soon. Right. But they were waiting for that to get passed. And now they're saying, we can't wait any longer. So we're just going to look at the market. Niggas won't be in stores. And they're looking at a, a model that we're not looking at. They got CDC shit. They got other stuff. And they're looking and they're seeing where we are. And I think they're coming to the conclusion that people will not be in stores anytime bro, soon. I, bro, I had a fucking date yesterday. And I go to the date. Bro, they didn't have metal utensils. Everything was inside of plastic wrappings. Bro, we didn't drink out of glasses, bro. We drank out of plastic cups for our drinks. There's a coin shortage. Bro, shit is getting... Bro, it's getting drit out here, bro. Drit. It's getting... It's, it's getting to a point where you got to make some decisions for yourself. I'm not trying to panic nobody. I'm not trying to scare nobody. We not trying to do that. Yeah. We just trying to give y'all game. Because you just got to look at the market. That's it. You just got to look at what's happening. I saw H&M saying they closing mad stores. I said, huh, heard you. I see de Blasio talking about, yo, I don't want to do this, but uh, certain areas are going to have to shut down, including the schools in that area. <laughs> Again, whenever schools close down, you know some you shit know is You know some shit serious. going down, yeah. 
So when a nigga has been going on for forever talking about, I don't see a scenario where we closing schools back down. And then literally the same week that he opens up schools for in-person learning, we're, we're the second or third day into it. He goes, yeah, we're going to have to shut down certain areas and the schools. We're looking at a harsh winter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, this, bro, this 2020 winter, which is going to start somewhere in December going into 2021, bro, this is going to really prove just how organized we actually need to be. This is going to, re- we're going to see a lot of shit shake up. We're going to see it because the weather's yeah. going to play an enormous part in how we actually get through COVID into 2021. Believe that. Some people are not going to make it after this. They're not. They're not going to make it. That's a fact. How how we deal with a COVID flu pneumonia season where niggas is going to get, niggas just get sick to get sick and niggas is not going to know who got Rona, who got a common cold, who got uh the flu, Whose flu is turning into the pneumonia? Who shit? Whose flu is? Who shit? Who who shit is uh, uh, mutating? As we talked about episodes ago, like who shit is transforming into some other shit? Facts. Another strain. Like we're gonna have to in in places that get cold and niggas start getting sick on a regular basis. Right. It's gonna be very hard because as soon as niggas get a common cold, they're going to the hospital. Facts. So the hospitals are going to get inundated again. Whether it's COVID or not, it may be a different story. But because of the way human panic is set up, niggas get a sore throat, niggas start coughing, niggas going to be quarantining themselves. Yeah, because niggas are going to get work. paranoid because everybody's going to think they got the shit. Exactly. <laughs> you're going to you get a regular cold and, and you're going to be like, you're going to tell your job, yo, I got a cold. And your job is going to tell you, okay, cool, you have to stay home and you have to go get a doctor's note. So you're home at least for two, three days. You can't get a doctor's note just readily. Right. You know, you, you got you to gotta do an emergency visit or you got to go to the ER or, or uh, fucking emergency care. So urgent care, rather. Right. To get a, a note to return back to work. Most people not going to be able to do that. So what's going to end up happening is, yo, I'm sick. Uh, my doctor, I scheduled an appointment. They can't see me till next week. All right, well, you got to stay home until next week. Bro. And it could be the common cold. Bro, but we're forgetting one major part. We're forgetting about curfew. Curfew about to come back. You think so? Yeah. Because I feel like some people are going to rebel against this shit. Like, once we, once we get to the part where he's like, indoor dining, got to stop. And um, God forbid some other shit happens you know, another black person dies and niggas think that they could protest during the winter and like the harshes of cold. When them curfews come, nigga, bridges are going to start to close early like they were in June. Yeah, we're going to have to we're going to have to see. And and I just think it, everybody should just try to find a way to, to form some form of a digital presence yes. because uh, you'll be able to get a little bit more money digitally than attempting to be out here because the city is definitely suffering monetarily city definitely uh, is suffering. as the country is a lot of the country's money comes from new york and california so the fact that new york and california both are kind of right. in dire straits right mm-hmm. now um is is interesting it's not a good sign the other the other part of it is uh california is 
looking into a reparation a reparations team um to see if they can get reparations for the citizens of California. So really? kudos to Yeah. Whoa. They put a, t- a task force, they call it. Really? To see if they can get reparations for people um black people in California. Interesting. Um, and our final thing before we wrap up, we could talk about the the baby thing, but we already kind of spoke about it right. in terms of violence. Just to update people, there was a shooting during the baby's music video. That's wild. I think a woman got shot. Um, there were kids at the video. Did she survive? Shit is just, I don't know. I don't know much about <laughs> about it, but shit is just really wild. Why are we still shooting people scenario. at video shoots though? What the fuck? That's what I said. I'm like, why are we? Why are we doing at a video that? Video shoot. Like, what? what what made you feel like it was cool or you were going to, like, are you looking for street cred when you do shit like that? Like, what are you looking for when you shoot up a fucking video shoot? I just don't understand it. But um, to try and end on a lighter note, um, Drake name dropped Dating Scissor in a, his latest collab with 21 Savage. 21 Savage and Metro Boomin released the project together. Drake said that he dated SZA back in 08. Um, is it corny for him to be name-dropping who he's dating like that? Um, I don't know because the next question after that is, do we care? No, I only care if he's dating SZA now. Right. Because I think SZA's a good look right. for him dating for her him now. To have, have, yo, what's, yo, <laughs> yo, what's crazy about this nigga Drake, son? Is that we we look back at the women, and this is gonna sound crazy, but fuck with me, listeners. If you look back at the the catalog of the beautiful women that Drake has let slip through his motherfucking light skinned fingers, <laughs> we had Rihanna, nigga. We had we had Rihanna. We had the Navy, Drizzy. We lost the Navy. The Navy went down, nigga. We had J Lo, nigga. We had Jenny from the block. Used to have a little, and she had a lot. And then A-Rod picked her up off the fucking baseball field. Nigga, we fucking had Serena fucking Williams. Nigga, we had Serena. And then we this lost. This nigga had some quality women. And then, and, and, and then we lost Serena like these fucking um, uh, people losing their goddamn mind when they talk crazy about her in the media. Drake, what is your fucking problem? What is your problem? And then, no disrespect to the woman because I don't know her. And then you have a fucking baby by an ex-porn star. I'm done. I don't know what's up with this nigga Drake. I don't know, bro. This nigga needs yeah. to be stopped. I mean, he said it was a fluke. I don't give a crazy. fuck. <laughs> bro, it happened. Said, the baby's he here, said, bro. The baby is alive, bro. The baby got fucking cornrows. XAP. Yeah, I heard. I heard. I hope, I hope the baby don't hear that line either because that's a, a nuts line to say. But, um, yeah, I mean... If we really want to deep dive it, that does tell us a little bit about Drake. It does. That it does tell us that Drake is still really on his certified lover boy shit. Is. And it it might be more a lot of Drake songs I can relate to and how he feels, but it also tells me that you ain't ready to commit not with any of these women that you've dealt n- with because you let some quality women go, go through your fingers. Bro, first of all, I knew in my heart. I don't know about the other women. I knew in my heart Serena was way too much for Drake. Me personally. Serena Serena was older than him. Serena was a, it was in a, a different space in her life when they met. I think he was late 20s. 
She was early 30s. Right. Serena's, what, 38 now? Right. Drake is 33. So they got about a five-year difference between them. Right. So, yeah, it, I agree. It, she was in a whole nother... She was making more money than more him, money, I think, right. at the time. But... So he, he he was out of his league for, her, right. for sure at that time. Um, I think in terms of J-Lo, nigga, if we talking about flukes, nigga, that was a fluke. Yeah, for J-Lo. Yeah. J-Lo just let him... If that was even a thing, because that could have just been promotion. That was way too quick. That was bro, in and out. Bro, it just, bro, how you go from we doing Teenage Fever and then like literally a few weeks later, J-Lo's with fucking A-Rod. Yeah, what? I think that was the media trying to trying to make some shit, honestly. And then um, in, in terms of Riri, let's, Riri, he fucked he up. He fucked up bad. Riri was the, Riri was the fuck up that... That made me go, Drake, listen, because Riri was in prime, the prime of her prime. life. I think Riri was healed at that time right. when they were dating each right. other. I think Riri was on some, if we're going to do this, let's be serious. But I don't want my shit out here unless you serious. And Drake was on some, I want to make this public because I want niggas to talk about us being the new Jay-Z and Beyonce. I need that publicity. And Riri looked at it and was like, nigga, you doing this shit for clout. This is corny. I don't want to be with you. That's what I think happened between him and Riri. Because once once that whole, was it the Grammys or the MTV Awards? Whichever yeah, one when he, he gave the big her, ass speech. Yeah, she was, looking, she was looking at that nigga crazy the whole time he was talking. And and she was not feeling no. it. No. She was not. She was not feeling that She didn't that like shit. it. So I think that's when she was like, nigga, I feel like you're clout chasing. I don't like this shit. We just going to be cool. And then they had a falling out of some sort. Right. So we don't know what the falling out was, but we definitely know that a falling out had happened. Right. So I think in terms of that, she, that's where he fucked up. That was all on him. I don't think Rihanna fucked up right. there. And in terms of SZA, and, I, don't, I really they, don't know much about SZA, to be honest. But all I'm going to say is that I, I, I could not really see Drake dating SZA because I, I just feel like they're, they're just two different they're on like the ends of two different spectrums. Well, supposedly SZA and him dated when she was 18 and he was 22 or something like that. So oh, this okay. Was, so this, this was, was back in... Oh, oh, he said 08 and people killed him for it because she would have been 17. But it was oh, supposedly it was 09. Yeah, she said it was 09. So, um, I mean, I could see it. I can see it being like a little bit of a big Sean, Janae Aiko type of situation. Cause yeah. SZA is is like Janae. Yeah, she is. And 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 Drake is kind of like Big Sean in the sense of he's more of a more of a commercial celebrity and Janae is more of that zend out shit. Yeah. And I can see SZA being on some, you know, calming, balancing him out type shit. I also felt like that was a, a signal flare. Like, yo, we could start that back up if if you really into well, it. Well, yeah. Well, that's kind of what he was saying on the record. You know, he was like, he was like, wait, you want to fuck to SZA, but I kind of used to deal with SZA. If you don't mind, we could do it. But just letting you know, I think that was, hey, SZA, if we were young when we tried this shit, it didn't work out. But we older now. Why don't we try it again? I don't know if it, it hit that way for her. I don't know if it was corny. I feel like it's corny, SZA, though. I feel SZA like... SZA was a good sport, though, because she put Laugh Out Loud on Twitter. I don't think she took yeah. it, like, personal. 
Well, she unfollowed him. Oh, she, I don't know what that was about. Oh, she did. Yeah, I do feel like she thought it was a little corny. This, I mean, this if you didn't have a com, if I didn't have a conversation with someone about, yo, we used to date, and then I name dropped that they did that I dated. If we did that on this podcast, I think that would be corny, right. bro. Honestly, like if 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 I didn't tell, if I didn't have a conversation with one of a person I dated, and I'm like, hey, I'm about to name drop you, especially if we're all celebrities, right? It's like, yo, I'm about to let people know that we dated because I wanted I want to talk about us dating. They don't know and they just hear about it on the podcast. It's my right to some extent to talk about it, but it's very corny because if that person didn't want that shit public, I'm not really respecting Especially that. if it wasn't and public before. Exactly. If it was never public, because I ain't know he dated SZA. I ain't know that shit. Need, nigga, I was like, huh? Dr- what? I was like, this, this nigga could have been dating a fucking... A goddess in the underworld, niggas would have never known. Cause Drake looked like a sneaky nigga too, son. He just this niggas. Melissa Ford, that nigga hit Melissa Ford. That nigga dated right. a lot of different like, women. Like you didn't let these beautiful black women cheat Drake. Shit, I'm starting. I'm I'm, I'm starting. To, I'm starting to think I, I'm I'm low key Drake. <laughs> With that being said, what's the tough <laughs> knot, Hey, Ah. The tough knot, man, I think um, I think for us as, you know, growing, you know, humans, you know, however we decide to categorize ourselves, souls, spirits, celestial beings, whatever the fuck people want to call themselves, because we're in 2020, okay? Everybody is fucking woke. Everybody has awakened, you know what I mean? Um, everybody is into spiritual realms and ancestors. I think this is the this this year is the most I've ever heard niggas use the word ancestor and fucking God and goddesses. I swear to God. Um <laughs> I swear. That's a fact. <laughs> I just feel like everybody just got on the bandwagon. Um but yeah I just think when we're going through our journeys and when and when we're trying to figure ourselves out, we have to be as realistic about who it is that we're really trying to uh portray to the world because when we put on this portrayal of who we want the world to see us as, we can't get mad when people start to look at us and be like, that's not you. And then they actually show you why Ooh. that's not you. Ooh. So. Nigga out here spitting. Yeah, so be careful because perception can be the end of you too. It can be the end. You know, it's funny because I was going to put a post up the other day Um about like I know certain people who they so I'm just gonna say what would dad say um and piggyback on it um and get a little bit more specific. I know certain people who they flash money, they they wear designer everything. Damn I know where this is going. Damn. They they make it seem like they live in life on yachts and shit like that. Um but then they get confused when they attract a certain type of woman and it could be vice versa. But I, mostly this has been like male friends of mine that I've noticed this in. But they attract a certain type of woman that is attracted to them based off of the money and the perception of life that they say they're living. So if if in every one of your photos and everything that you do and a lot of things that you say, it looks like you got bands upon bands upon bands. And you buying all the designer shit all the time. You can't get upset if Shorty comes to you thinking that that's the lifestyle you live 
and starts asking you for a designer. Now, I know this sounds contrary to what we've been saying, but it's not. It's all in the same sentence, all in the same vein. If my perception of you is that you get money and you have mad money and you spend on yourself and you splurge on yourself and you get the designer everything, then that means that when I come into the picture with you, I am presuming that you're going to try and spoil me the same at the very least the same way that you spoil yourself. And so you can't get mad at that because that is the perception that you're putting out there. And you want people to see through it and see that you a real individual after underneath that. I think people are correct in feeling that way. But in the same breath, you can't get mad at Shorty for being attracted to that because that is what you're putting out there. And that could be in, in many different facets. If you're putting yourself out there as a sensitive guy and you're getting, you're, you might attract two different people. You might attract the woman that likes the sensitive guy and you might attract the woman that likes to dominate the sensitive guy because they see a sensitive guy as quote unquote weak. If you put out there that you are aggressive, you can't get mad when you attract an aggressive woman that gets back in your face. You know what I'm saying? So you you do have to be careful and be mindful of your perception because uh, perception is everything. This is another episode of Dad's Bow Ties, bro.